You don't. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, RockofTalk.com, 550-5500, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, and of course the Apple TV. Love the apping that we're doing on RockofTalk.tv and RockofTalk.com. And don't forget to become a subscriber directly at RockofTalk.chat as I play a little catch up here on birthday week. It's a lot of fun uh, here. Had a lot of fun yesterday. A lot of feedback yesterday uh, as well off of uh, yesterday's uh, big show, especially the uh, exposition there of the Catholic Church. We're going to wait till tomorrow, I think, for the remainder of the news coming out from that. I still got to kind of put that stuff together as uh, we decided to go ahead and, well, you did it, ladies and gentlemen. You really did it. Uh, the, uh, the people have spoken out there and they wanted us to keep the Kiva in Albuquerque. So we're going to go ahead and uh, keep the Kiva Right here in the same environs. Uh, that is correct, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of people responded. A lot of people, new advertisers coming in, and uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep the kiva the kiva right here in Albuquerque. But I, of course, will be moving to other places. Uh, but uh, of course, we'll be here from four to seven each and every single day. Lots to get to. Uh, D Dowd Muskauer one. A lot of fun. Uh, Dowd, how are you? Well, Eddie, I was fine until I read in the Wall Street Journal today uh, that Omicron version BA.2 there it is. Uh, is on its way. It's yes. casting all sorts of doubt on all these reopenings we've been doing in our country. So uh, mm. I think I'm ready to cower at home again after, what, five or six days being allowed to be free. Yeah, you know, which distraction? I, I feel like, you know, I feel like, you know, I don't know what this Ukrainian business is or what Omicron is. I, I feel like there's just, is, this is all racism. Did, did, did somebody leave the back door open? Did someone figure out uh, that this, uh, or uh, forget to tell everybody, this is Black History Month, folks. You racists who are focused on the Ukraine or getting back to work or unmasking or any of this stuff. What is wrong with you? This is Black History Month. We got things to talk about. We got to talk about Lizzo today. We got to yep. do, I, well, you know, I... I I can't just bag on, uh, you know, LeBron James and the NBA. I, I got to go ahead and you know, give it the full on throttle. This is the last month that we get to talk about black history until the next February, of course. And then, of course, we got to delve deep back into it. Uh, 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 I doubt uh, you have been extremely racist as of late talking yes. about the Ukraine and I don't know, Virgin Galactic and oh, yeah. things happening here locally. I just want to let you know your racism is shining through uh, today. Yeah, every so, day. Yeah. Every single day. So I, I figured let's uh, do a little bit more uh, black history, shall we? I literally had somebody who texted in and said, Eddie, did you forget it was black history month? I'm like, <laughs> are you enjoying all of that banter all month long that, that much? I guess you must have. So I said, uh, let's serve up some black history uh, once again, we don't get enough of it, uh, especially uh, representing, uh, was it 3.6% of our population? I think we're, you know, the entire month of February would be about 8%. So if we cover it half, then I think we'll be, will we meet the quota? I think it's mm, okay. best to extend a little yep, bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah always, <laughs> you always got to hedge on the side to make sure that we uh, under promise and over deliver. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay. 
So let's get to, uh, you know, I guess there's a, a war brewing. Bill O'Reilly looks like crap, by the way. Oh, I'm glad he's just doing radio now. The guy, the last time I saw him, is he just, they, they, they don't have him with the uh, Fox cake makeup anymore. Oh, by the way, uh, just in case you didn't know, Neil Cavuto almost died uh, twice now. Uh, just in case the uh, woke Fox oh. News, uh, Fox News is totally woke. They're still going after Trump, I told you. As long as Trump continues to do, you know, uh, do these showcases and comes up, like, he's going to continue to get hit. I don't know why this is, like, such a surprise. You know, oh, we're going to look into his real estate. We're going to look into this. We're not looking into that. I mean, you know, we're at we're at uh, CPAC now. Um, I don't want to talk too much about CPAC. We'll do that in March when it's not Black History Month. Um, because there are no black conservatives. Well, we didn't have a black conservative on the radio here. I don't. I don't recall. But uh, <clears throat> yeah. So you know, Trump is going to continue to get hit, and that's just kind of where it stands uh, right there. Let, let's uh, race through very quickly all the stuff. We'll get to a little bit of police blotter uh, uh, in the third hour, the Rio Grande uh, uh, Sun Valley Times. I, I don't know what it is, but you <laughs> got to do that. The sun, but the whatever sun. that happens to be. And just a bunch of assorted news, um, just top to bottom. It looks like uh, Tim Keller paid attention to what we said yesterday. Good on Tim for finally uh, deciding that uh, he's going to not lose the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta. I happen to think that they will lose it. Heck, if I would have run for uh, mayor of Rio Rancho, I would have been able to lure, you know, the uh, Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta, turn it into a Rio Rancho Balloon Fiesta. There you go. All right, so uh, uh, BLM. During the month of February... BLM has not had a leader. I think that's sacrilege for black history. What's what's happening here? What is going on? The Global Network Foundation, known as BLM, and uh, by the way, the progressives are going to have their response. I guess the Workers' Party, or what is the name of that? Working Families Party? Working Families, yes. Working Families, the one that Eric Riego was a part of, and uh, it took took credit for the fact that uh, Democrats uh, were somehow winning. They're going to have a response to uh, Joe Biden. You know, the guy says, uh, you don't know what it is to be black. Remember? Uh, you also That's right. That's right. You ain't black. black. You ain't you black. Ain't, you ain't black. That's right. So Patrice Kahn Coolers, colors. Can I say colors? If I could call Patrice Kahn, um, it's too early. Quit the BLM Global Network Foundation last May amid outrage over her pricey properties. Outrage. Nobody's really outraged. No one's assuming everyone's paying a lot. But the new leadership is a puzzle. Monifa Bandele and Makani Themba say they aren't in charge of the group either. Okay, now we, we, we visited this before, but I think given sort of where we're at in this woke culture, you know, I mean, of the all important month, I mean, can you imagine BLM not having a leader during the time during Black History Month? Kind of crazy, right? So uh, it's a nonprofit organization. We don't know who's running it. We don't know where the money is being spent. Folks, uh, it's called the BLMGNF. Yes, uh, L-E-L-G-B-T-Q-R-S, you know. The Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. $90 million. Nonprofit status in December of 2020, it reached. So that's sitting and camping all this money, ladies and gentlemen. What, what, what's it doing with it? No financial reports, nothing on the website, okay? This, this organization has been around for nine years, actually, back when it, uh, its genesis was uh, 2014. You might remember the uh, white Hispanic uh, Zimmerman, right? By April 2021, BLMGNF, get used to that. BLM uh, co-founder Patrice was accused of going on property buying spree. He snapped up 
Uh, combined uh, four homes worth three million dollars. That's not that, that's not very much when you really put it in the scheme of things. If you're buying something in California, that's a a f- couple of thousand uh, square foot properties. She stepped down in May 2021. She handed the reins to two other members, Monifa Bandele and Makani Semba, who are not part of the group, ladies and gentlemen. They are they, they've checked out. They are not leading the organization. Okay, according to the financial reports in 2021. They say it now has $60 million on hand and accounting for expenses and grant disbursement. So I have to ask the question, given all of this money that's out there and the lack of marketing during this month, I don't know if they're just letting the NBA doing it or the Winter Olympics and NBC or what's really happening. Where is all this marketing money and where's all this nonprofit money going? Isn't somebody wondering about this stuff? Now, What is Black Lives Matter focused on? Are they focused on gathering money? What is their cause during Black History Month? Uh, I mean, do they buy stuff, you know, from Apple and other corporations? Do they give money to corporations? I feel like I'm constantly being, you know, fed by all these groups and stuff that are out there that are telling me, well, reminder here, it's Black History Month, okay? Black History Month. Well, they create things like racist documentaries. They go ahead and talk about Joe Biden's policies. Uh, This was very interesting, uh, written a little bit earlier this month from The Blaze, and we missed out on this, but I don't want to miss out on anything Black Lives Matter. A three-part documentary uh, documentary series, Dowd. Everything's gonna be all white. All white, yes. Yes. Story Uh, of my life. (laughs) There it is. This is literally on Showtime. Folks, if you're paying money to Showtime, you are supporting this stuff. Based upon a two-minute trailer, All White aspires to be an all-black adaptation of the infamous 1950 racist propaganda film, The Birth of a Nation. Okay. His racial acolytes, uh, Ibram Kendi, uh, who was, uh, was, I, was he not considered the most sexiest man in the world? I think. I know he's one of the highest earning men in the world. I think he makes like $1,000 a minute for the speech or something you know, every oh. time he goes out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind Ooh, of I'd crazy. love to get in on uh, that scam. Ibram Kendi, right? I'm not, not even household name, but somehow. Okay, he's uh, the whole entire thing is just a complete flip reversal on Birth of a Nation, uh, by the way, which was so shown by a Democrat, uh, no less. Uh, Jason Whitlock writes: When it comes to anti-white racism, Hollywood has been paid to remove all subtlety from the hate you give to Get Out to Dear White People to the endless supply of racial documentaries on Netflix. And I have to ask: Is this what Black Lives Matter is spending its money on? Where is all these donations going to? Is it, is it going to indoctrinate your kids to tell your white, Hispanic, Asian particularly, because the Asians are very racist, right? Is it going to indoctrinate your children to let you know how incredibly racist you are? Forget what's happening in Ukraine. Forget about Joe Biden. Forget about the economy, interest rate. Forget about all this. It's Black History Month. This is the focus. This is where you need to be focused on Netflix. Hollywood producers are taking checks to hammer the theme that white Americans are the root of all evil. The enemy is not over there. The enemy is right here, and it's every white man, especially conservatives. In fact, you heard the top of the hour news, and even there, again, it's attacks on Donald Trump today. Now, Whitlock writes, my faith compels me to oppose racism. It's been my passion since childhood. In the eighth grade, my junior high began busting black kids to further integrate the school. I was chosen as leader to bring the white and black kids together. Played the same role in my high school as the captain of my nationally ranked football team. I saw, uh, folks, this is 40 years on. 
these types of things, what you see is complete and total separation in big cities. Look at some of the biggest cities. Look at Houston. Look at Dallas. Look at Phoenix. Look at Denver. You've got like people living with like people. The white NIMBY crowd lives with the white NIMBY crowd. The black neighborhoods are still the black neighborhoods, except they're even more so. The more we're teaching people to see color and the more that we're focused on color and race in this country, the further it is dividing and leading us into these type of collective little, little tribal groups where we're offended by everything and we're victimized. When Jason Whitlock, who oftentimes sets in, sits in, excuse me, for um, Glenn Beck and does a very, very good job. And by the way, just Jason Whitlock is black. He points this stuff out and he's showing you that we are not any further than we were 40, 50 years ago. In fact, we're far worse now because this has been weaponized. And there's literally hundreds of millions of dollars, not to mention the woke corporations. And yes, it includes my Apple. Yes, I have the Apple product and I'm being uh, shoved down my throat. I don't remember getting the uh, uh, Hispanic American offerings or the Native American offerings or the Asian American musical offerings. You know, I, I don't see them, you know, open gangham style. I don't get the open gangham style recommendation, but I'm definitely getting the black recommendations day after day, week, week after week, month after month. And it's nonstop. I, mean, I can't stop this. You can stop it individually. You can point it out. But it, it, it's sort of, you know, at this point where it's borderline ridiculousness. I mean, we're, we're going to uh, Winter Olympics and focused on the one black person. You know, I happened to be watching. I was like, you know, doubt I got up early this morning, I have to admit. And I said, I, I, wanna, I went to the 1984 Olympics. My father was there with me, and we went to go watch uh, uh, the boxing. We saw track and field. We saw Mary Decker Slaney. You might remember when she tumbled. But the one thing that I was focused on besides Carl Lewis and all the other stuff, we didn't even see color, remember? I was focused on the crowds that were there, the throngs of people. They were Hispanic, they were Asian, and none of them, not one of them was wearing anything that had anything to do with race. Yep. It was all patriotism. And, and to listen to that the, the great, uh, I think his name is Bud Greenspan. I think he's the great commentator. And you have to watch this. It's called 16 Days of Glory. And I became so incredibly focused on one event, one event. And that was the decathlon where he faced, West Germany was still around at that time, ladies and gentlemen. And it was the West Germans against Great Britain. And... The athlete, uh, if you could pull up the uh, athlete from 1984 Summer Olympics who won it, was a black British athlete who was probably one of the most charismatic, most likable guy. And nobody during the entirety of him talking, and, uh, you know, you go back and you look at the uh, Jesse Owens Olympics or the Nazi Olympics, as it's uh, more popularly known, the first televised Olympics. Hitler made that about race fascism, communism, like all the collectivist type of thing. You know, we're great. Nevertheless, Germany got like 90 medals or something like that. They, we win everything. U.S. was second with 56. What was the name of the decathlete who won? But it was a uh, black guy versus yeah. a white guy. And uh, if you were to look at that in today's terms, oh, 
everybody would say, well, we want the black guy to beat the West German white guy, right? And it, you would get carried away on this whole racial thing. And it had nothing to do with that at all. In fact, these guys were straight up competitors and not one time was race brought to the forefront. Daly Thompson? Daly Thompson, that's the guy, thank you. But it was a big West German, six foot six, high jumping like you can't believe. And you're sitting there listening to Bud Greenspan narrate this entire thing. And it's so serious. It's about the competition. Here's where, where, where point by point. It was the discus. It was the shot putt. Then it's the long jump. Then it's the 400 meters. Then it's the 110 hurdles. Then it's the sprint. Then it's the 1500 meters. You know how long 1984 was? Folks, that was 36 years ago. 36 years ago. Not one mention of color. Not one discussion about, well, Carl Lewis is black and, you know, the West Germans and the East Germans. and all, Nobody talked about color back then. Nobody talked about the first to break the color barrier. Like, you just, that's Carl Lewis. That's who it was. Nobody talked about these things. And yet, every segment of society is now, while we're sitting here warring with other countries, no, and Putin's not going to do anything, don't worry. Uh, re let me reassure you, <laughs> Putin's not going to do anything. He's in such control at this point, it's, it's laughable. It's, oh, they said we invaded. <laughs> we want those uh, territories over there. We put some troops kind of by there, and uh, somehow we invaded. Let me, let me say this. This country has never been more divided at a worse time than it is right now. And somehow we have been infected coming out of COVID with racial discussions. And it just blows my mind. And it took me going back to look at 16 Days of Glory where the great Bud Greenspan narrates that. And I'm like, I'm waiting for Bud to start talking about, well, the first black athlete and the, the, the first uh, British black athlete uh, since 19, I don't know, 64 in Tokyo or something, some sort of ref weird reference. I needed something. Let me tell you why it wasn't. Because every country thinks about countries with the exception of the United States. The United States has figured out a way to get people to segment each other. People didn't have a, you know, Germany didn't have a problem with new people moving in from different colors and different cultures. Somehow the United States has figured out a way to create the marketing points to do so. And it's not going to stop. In fact, it's going to get worse. It is going to increase unless you stop it, unless you start it, stop it in your schools, unless you stop trying to rewrite the history books, unless you stop trying to go ahead and change the bathrooms to accommodate every man, woman, child, or whatever you, you happen to consider yourself. Well, you have to stop appealing to the lowest common denominator. And, it, and the, the battle is you at your church, at your school, at your job, everywhere you possibly can. That's where that war is happening. I talked yesterday about that civil war. That civil war is everywhere you are. It's on the racks. They're selling Black Lives Matter t-shirts. Why? I don't remember the last time I picked up a Hispanic Lives Matter t-shirt or a Native American uh, t-shirt. I don't remember that marketing going on. But I'm pretty sure that Black Lives Matter is figuring out a way to go ahead and sell to all these woke corporations. And all of you are coming to me and say, well, yeah, I do. these commercials, all it's only featuring these types of people. The, the racism is there. And you don't think that they can be racist because they're a part of a minority? It's explicit racism. 
bullying you everywhere you are. You can't go to a store, a restaurant. You can't go to a movie. You can't go to something that's not going to honor something at this point where it's just being rammed down your throat. <laughs> and, I, and I'm here to tell you, uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm sorry for not honoring Black History Month with enough discussion about race. I'm sorry that we have to bring a black guy to talk about how racist black culture has become. Jason Whitlock, who you'll hear on this, on this air. This is absolutely just too much for me to handle at this point. So I kind of just want to leave it there. But you want to go ahead and continue to talk about it. I mean, we can talk about my background or your Irish background or, or something like that. But you know what? Honestly, I think the real people who are actually thinking and using their brains don't care about race. I just think that they care about issues. They remember a time where we all got together and they didn't happen to represent a certain ethnic group, but they represent the United States of America. And that's what you saw there on those, you know, people are waving the flags, opening, closing ceremonies. They're there to put their country first. It's a race against this, defeating this type of political philosophy. I mean, that's what you really saw. The boycott of the Olympics that you saw, well, that was because the countries weren't getting along. We boycott 80, they, they boycott 84. Right, right. That was a discussion about countries, not about race. Couldn't do that today. 550, 50. And you're so right. You know, I, I, I won't shoehorn myself too much into this, but when you're talking about 1984, you're talking about the Cosby show. And I, I think I told this story last week or the week before at my Lily White school on Fridays or the or Thursdays or Fridays, the day after the Cosby show aired, all 30 or 40 Lily White kids would get together with their Lily White teachers and we'd watch this week's Cosby show. The subject of race never came up once, just as it didn't come up during those Olympics. And I've said over and over again through that bloody civil rights era when you had really hardcore bigots and crackers down down south le leading through the 70s and 80s and even into the 90s we were putting race behind us in this country and we have turned the clock back uh to a time that that i don't i'm i'm too too young to remember frankly because we were making so much progress as i was growing up and the people who are spreading this poison enthusiastically spreading this poison i don't know if they're evil or ignorant or some combination of both but they're doing a hell of a lot of damage can you imagine uh, trying to do hands across america now can you imagine trying to do we are the world or anything there'd be some Forget sort it. of racial element divisiveness yep. Yep. I mean, you yep. wouldn't be able to get people together anymore Right. It would have to be a group that represents a certain ethnic group. That's how well, only black artists could could be part of an effort to feed Africa, right? Whitey wouldn't be allowed because that would be condescension. That's and, you right. Know, there you yeah. go. That's exactly Sick. where we are. All right, back after a quick break uh, here in the Kiva. Glad we got that out of the way. Right here on AM sixteen hundred KIVABQ.FM. Little Curtis Mayfield, Superfly, and RockofTalk.com. Four twenty eight. Back and forth.
I'm Chief Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Hi, this is Mark Minacucci with the Minacucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We employ the best and brightest agents to ensure that our customers are well taken care of. Call us today at 883-3683. 883-3683. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy. And if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS 188-348. Hey, Grandpa and Stella, we need to get back to work. We are working, Ava. Yeah, all this cleaning and sanitizing is hard work if you do it right like we do. Exactly, Stella. Especially while serving all the yummy Monroe's food with a smile. Behind the mask. And in a safe, sanitized place. Hey, Hey, Ava, we we want to race. I'll give you two a raise. Go and raise the flag and get back to work. We are going to Monroe's in Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Do what you love. 
Deliver your best. You do life, and we'll make sure you get the best back. That's how we roll. We do taxes. Liberty Tax. You do life. We do taxes. Within moments of your vehicle being taken out of your possession due to theft, other crimes are committed. Unfortunately, vehicle theft is all too common, but it can be prevented with the Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device. RevelcoNM.com or give us a call at 505-550-4994. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Well, it may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com Get the Venturi Advantage today. The Venturi Realty Group's maximum marketing system is ready to get you top dollar for your home sale. That means the time has never been better to sell your home. When you choose the Venturi Advantage, you'll work with market experts who will work hard to get you the most. Their agents will go above and beyond to market your home, attract buyers, and work diligently to highlight all those hidden features about your home that you love. Don't miss out on this exciting time when Venturi Realty Group can help you maximize your home's value. And don't forget, they also offer a sell as is program as well as a guaranteed sold program. You're sure to find a Venturi program that suits your needs. Need a place to go after your home sale? Venturi Realty Group can help you find the perfect landing spot, not just in Albuquerque, but wherever you're headed. Unlock the true value of your home today with the top rated number one team in New Mexico, Venturi Realty Group. Of course, an analysis of what your home could sell for in this market is always free. 505 448-8888. Get the Venturi Advantage today. That's there subdivisions uh, that's my favorite rush song it certainly isn't uh, tom sawyer the kid the great canadians uh, of course uh, oftentimes considered one of the uh, best drummers of all time uh, the rush drummer uh, by many uh i don't know i guess all these people rank the drummers you know john bonham or you know the rush guy but anyway one of the best uh, certainly there are subdivisions 550 uh 500 uh, all the pork that is well dow talked about it yesterday and uh very good article, very interesting article. Uh, find it directly at rockoftalk.chat. We'll give you a little taste of that. Uh, Dowd, uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, article. You back my pork, I'll back yours. It is uh, dog eat dog. No, it's uh, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. Uh, these are just people, as Dowd said, just handing out money to everybody, and it's all your money. Yeah, your money and their reelection, I guess, is is the perspective here. Now, when I say the word infrastructure, people, uh, what do you what do you think out there in listener land? Uh, Roads, trains. It, it's it's uh, fixed systems, usually thirty year lifetime or longer, that facilitate the transportation of goods, services, and people. Roads, rail, uh, airports, airplanes, that sort of stuff. The big fixed, expensive stuff that allows us to do all our own little individual stuff. Do you think infrastructure might include digital agriculture equipment? 
think... what, what is digital agriculture? <laughs> I've worked, uh, I've spent my life in agriculture. I'm still unaware of what digital agriculture uh, equipment is. Uh, how about uh, instruments in terms of musical instruments, sound and lighting oh. for the National Institute of Flamenco in oh, Albuquerque? Wow. Uh, how about porta potties you mean at the flamenco? The, uh... Wait, wait, let me stop you. You mean the flamenco group that has uh, not met for the last three years and then had their studio burned down and, and then immediately following their studio burned down, uh, their director resigns oh, out of the blue after 40 some odd oh. years. Yeah, just mm -hmm. kind of weird things that all happen all at once. Uh, a fabulous art form. I'm not sure how instruments and costumes for flamenco are, are infrastructure. Uh, let's see. We've also got uh, carbon management equipment for mm. the Agricultural Science Center in Clovis. Measuring and, carbon footprints down? Is that what that's that uh, Absolutely. Uh, video and audio security systems uh, for the Taos School District. You know, you don't really think of those things as infrastructure, but in the Roundhouse, it is infrastructure because every legislator, pretty much every session, gets a nice little chunk of money to spend on pretty much whatever they want. Uh, and they can spend as little as you know fifty thousand dollars usually when you're bonding for millions of dollars but uh when it comes to the severance tax bonding in new mexico of which uh 681 million of your dollars was just floated in the last session senators and representatives got to spend their little chunks on whatever they want and uh it, it's curious because new mexico stands alone in so many categories but when it comes to infrastructure bonding we stand not just in a different zip code or not on a different continent, not a, not a different planet. We're actually in a different universe. We are the only state that takes its capital outlay bonding and through the mechanism of the severance tax, which is the tax on oil and gas, and then parcels it out to each legislator to go buy as many votes as they can. Most states, some states actually don't even bond at all. They just, they do a, a pay-as-you-go system. But that reminds states, me of that scene, by the way, Dowd, if I could add some imagery here to... Sure. Uh, 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 where you know, all the mafias, uh, the heads of the five families all show yes, up and yes. they start handing out the different jewelry and the fur coats and the money. Yep. And yep, yep, yep. Zaza comes in. And, well, they you know, carve up a territory. You know, you're Vegas, responsible right. for this. And, you know, right, and then right. Vegas is an open city, you know, whereas in New York, you got to have a sit down to hit somebody, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Most states, uh, in fact, 49 states, I think, 49th, we're, we're the 50th. Uh, 49 states don't do it this way at all. And in fact, a number of states, it's kind of surprising given that it's government, but a number of states, including three states that border us, have done their level best. It's never possible to achieve this 100%, but they've done gone to great lengths to try to remove this process from the political process. And basically, they have gubernatorial appointees, people with backgrounds in infrastructure, people right. who are in the construction industry, in the road building industry, in the you transportation industry. Experts. They are experts. Experts, people yes. who know. Yes, okay. Indeed. They're not just yes. politicians like, you know, so, oh, yeah, I went to school. I don't know anything about education, but I, I've been to it. So I must know enough to go ahead and carve out whatever for education, right? Well, I'm and what they do is... surveillance, but I can carve out enough for the Taos security camera detail and surveillance. That's right. And they don't... These guys on these... Women and men on these commissions don't have the power to make an allocation themselves. They have to get together and survey a state's needs. They look at, say the bridges that are the most deficient in your state, mm. uh, the, the freeways that need the most widening because there's the most traffic congestion there. And they allocate these resources. They, they basically prioritize and put it on a list. And then the legislature and the governor can 
it depends on the state, but they have very limited ability to alter this. I think they can remove projects from it, but they can't introduce projects to it. So there is a vetting process with professionals where the parochial political stuff is, you know, 85% of that is removed from the process. So and a state- as government has needs and uh, we yes. have to go ahead and direct resources at the proper places and only experts would know, but not in New Mexico. Not in New Mexico. We, we don't bother with that. We basically say to the hundred and uh, what, are we, what are we, 112 legislators, we say, here's yep. how much money you're getting from the severance tax bonding this session and go out and spend it however you want. Now, uh, legislators are constantly deluged with by lobbyists and by their constituents and by local governments to basically say, I need you to carry this bond allocation for me and get it through the legislature. So basically, elected officials will just say, what's going to get me the most visibility? What's going to get me the most votes? What's going to make enough politicians back home, enough government unions back home happy with the so-called infrastructure that I yeah. bring back? But right. let me let me give you a couple of more specific sure. examples of, uh, of what we're talking about here. Uh, that was the $50,000 for the digital agriculture equipment. That's for two New Mexico state agricultural uh, facilities. Springer, the little town of Springer up in mm. northeast New Mexico, they're getting $170,000 for new law enforcement vehicles. Oh, um, okay. might, might be needed, but it's not infrastructure, not not infrastructure. Uh, we talked about the National Institute of Flamenco. Uh, I think I did mention the Sostenga Farm on the Española campus at Northern New Mexico College. They're getting porta potties, so good good for them. Well, how, how uh, much what, what are those run? Uh, you don't want an expert in uh, human... Ex uh, human waste. So we don't want to say excrement. That was a little bit too graphic. Oh, a population of Springer, thousand uh, forty-seven. Just so you know, <laughs> their estimate uh, now their new estimate uh, based upon the new census, a uh, little over eight fifty. So they've lost about one hundred and sixty oh, people. Okay, uh, brand new cruisers will help us. Yeah, uh, Sustanga Farm is getting uh, for the for the porta potties, farm tools, and a shed. They're getting one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So that's a nice. Uh, I don't know whose brother-in-law is getting that contract, but that's uh, that's nice. Uh, down at State, the oh no, actually this is in Clovis, uh, New Mexico State's Agricultural Science Center is mm. getting fifty-five grand for the carbon management. Um, let's see. Oh, and then my final, I had to include this. Include this. People know what my weakness is. Three point five million dollars for you guessed it in Sierra County Spaceport America, mm. which is, is not facilitating any any transport any actual transportation at all. All right. We have heard for many, many years that the GOP, the Grand Old Party, the Republican Party, is the party of fiscal responsibility. Very, um, very responsible. I have written uh, in the past about George Buffett, uh, a cousin of, of the evil, the bad Buffett, Warren Buffett. George Buffett was a, was a legislator here in New Mexico. Many of us have been to Buffett's Candies. Delicious, mm. wonderful. I made the great mistake of showing up there the other day on Valentine's Day, uh, not knowing that it was Valentine's Day, and it was a little busy at Buffett's Candy. You're the only guy so, who didn't know. Doubt. Only, only, only guy who didn't one. know. Only George one. Buffett, a principled Republican. I don't think our Republicans uh, in New Mexico today would know what a principle was if it punched him in the nose, but George Buffett refused to participate in this process. It was so sli slimy and sleazy that George did not submit these budget allocations and he didn't vote for the for the capital outlay project bill because he was a man of principle and he was really disgusted by the out-and-out -out porkery of this. So. I'm going to thought experiment here. Do you think the Republicans at the roundhouse today are like George Buffett was, or do you think they're more like, oh, I don't know, like a Mitch McConnell would be? Oh yeah. Mitch McConnell all the way, baby. <laughs> okay. How many Republicans house and Senate combined voted against the pork bill this year? So 16 and 24. So out of 40, zero. zero. Yep. There it is. Zero. 
you get your get, pork. I, get, I get my pork. I get my pork. Yep. That's how the system works. Uh, you know, it, it is... Your, uh, including uh, gubernatorial candidate Rebecca Dow. Uh, what is, is, that would be the space board in her backyard. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the uh, dean of the College of Urban Planning at the University of Illinois at Chicago, this, this is exact quote, New Mexico's approach to this is, quote, the illustration about how not to do capital improvement planning. Mm. But what it is, is a wonderful tool to secure your re-election. Uh, folks, every time I think I've reached rock bottom in the pit of corruption at the Roundhouse, I always found that I always can dig a little lower and find there's a layer below that. Uh, capital outlay may be the absolute sleaziest thing they do up, up there. And Eddie, it's kind of interesting. In, in Alaska, I have mixed feelings about the way Alaska does it, but mm -hmm. I would, given the choice, I would much prefer Alaska's. They take their severance taxes and they refund it to, the, to, to taxpayers. Uh, I do and know that, yeah. In New Mexico, if you had a family of four, you would have gotten about thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars this year ah, from severance, ta what? severance taxes. So ah, you know wow. that's even more than a Joe Biden twelve hundred dollars stimmy check. So you know maybe there's another way we could go about this. Uh, Rock of Talk chat, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry to say it is one hundred percent unanimous. They love the pork bill, D's and R's both. Yeah, one twelve to nothing. A complete and total skunk. I'll tell you what. This is uh, sort of like uh, Oprah's uh, audience. You know, uh, that's essentially 112. You get a car, you get a car, you get reelected, you get reelected, you get reelected. Uh, Look under your chair, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, you've got the funds to go ahead and do it. Back to wrap the hour right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA. ABQ.FM, little Duran Duran, view to a kill taking us out. I'm watching all this ridiculousness. Even the conservatives, they can't wait to start a World War III. It's it's unbelievable. They're like helping Biden along with the distraction. 446 back and forth. Meeting you with a view to a kill. Face to face in secret places. Feel the chill. me but you know the plans I'm making overseas. we love our pets raw greens carry CBD for pets raw greens also carry CBD for people like you and me come into raw greens today we're raw greens your local joint on San Mateo north of Manal or visit us online at cbd.theplaceilike.com do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. When it comes to vehicle maintenance and repair, you want a place where you can be sure you're going to get reliable, honest, and quality service. A place where a credentialed automotive expert will work on your vehicle and explain exactly what needs to be done and at a fair and honest price. And so important, where you won't be charged for parts and unnecessary service you may not even need. Now, where's this place? 
JJ's Premier Tire and Service, a one-stop shop for all your auto needs. Alignments, oil changes, brakes, computerized diagnostics, tune-ups, suspension, air conditioning, and more. And JJ's, the tire dealer for all major brands, including Michelin, Firestone, and Goodyear. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. We promise you excellent auto service, and we treat our customers the way we want to be treated. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Service on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. Did someone say waffles? Quick, go to Sunnyside Up, the place to be for the Patriot Waffle, Strawberry Banana, and Plain Belgian Waffles. Sunnyside Up, Manala, Louisiana. And show your mobile Sunnyside Up offer, sunny.theplaceilike.com. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. Memory Revitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Within moments of your vehicle being taken out of your possession due to theft, other crimes are committed. Unfortunately, vehicle theft is all too common, but it can be prevented with the Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device. RevelcoNM.com or give us a call at 505-550-4994. Are you not human? No, we are Devo. That's right, freedom of choice. Uh, and music was uh, so bad it was good. Everyone loved Devo. I mean, uh, you know, you'd wait for that song to come on. Time to whip it, whip it. I mean, you just you loved it. And, and it's literally like frozen uh, in time. A uh, few texts uh, here this afternoon. Very windy. A lot of people heading out a little bit earlier uh, today. What is it about people in New Mexico? We see any sort of weather whatsoever and uh, we just literally just head for the hills 
Uh, sounds like Laguna Eddie, how the COVID money they received buying new tribal vehicles, housing food boxes, which most of the vegetables that were stored there spoiled and rotted. They did nothing to distribute them. Uh, I found this on Newsbreak. Two top prosecutors investigating Trump organization resign. Okay, yep. we saw that, and that's uh, you know, good news. But they're not going to stop, folks. They're just going to find other people to do it. Nine twelve two thousand one. I'm not sure what the reference is there, but uh, maybe you do, Dan. Suicide rates in New Mexico are some of the highest, if not the highest, in the U.S. From ages five to fifteen, it is the second highest group in the state to die from suicide, and from sixteen to thirty-five, it is the highest, highest. In the country of suicide. Absolutely dismal numbers. Remember this when you go to the polls. It's from uh, J-Man. Very tired, but I find myself thankful. It's Black History Month, and that February has only 28 days. Yeah. They really uh, they really pummel you with that. Uh, Another way they keep the black man down in this country. Yeah, there you go. 28 days. Well, remember, only Hispanics only got half a month. So. That, that's true. They're yeah. even more discriminated. Against. Yeah, really. I mean, uh, that's just uh, sort of the way it is. I did uh, refer to... Tim Keller didn't exactly give him props. He he always seems to respond uh, the next day. So two stories. Uh, the mayor has decided to go ahead and uh, seek the balloon tracking device waiver. So we won't have to to do this, uh, Dowd. So I guess he's, uh, he's listening in. I think uh, that would be a big take. But we haven't exactly had needed that money uh, for the last couple of years. Um, we were fine to go ahead and look the other way for you know, against the $170 million injection that we get annually from, you know, the spillover uh, from the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta. So here's Tim Keller. Tim Keller has written to a local FAA official requested a waiver. Ooh, a local one. It's a federal agency. Uh, ding dong. Local FAA official responding to Keller on Tuesday said the agency has convened a work group to study the matter. <laughs> Here we go. It, like, remember, this is a federal agency. They've got to go through all of their hoops and make sure that, you know, we're not, they, they, it, they don't owe us anything. They've already given us everything. Remember, we are the, uh, <clears throat> what do we call it, the death spiral state. While we can all appreciate this important call, the journal writes, I want to raise a concern of the local hot air balloon operators and their ability to operate Class C airspace, which encompasses much of the sky over Albuquerque. Killer wrote in a letter released in his office on Tuesday. The ballooning community here and many visitors who enjoy ballooning in Albuquerque are adversely, perhaps needlessly affected by this regulation. Wow. Tim Keller is now telling the FAA how to do their job. <laughs> they, uh, remember, we've had, uh, in the midst of all this, what is, uh, I think, totally lost on uh, Tim is the fact that we've had a balloon accident or two or three over the last decade where people have been needlessly killed. We do need to track devices, and we do have, I believe, three airports. We have the Double Eagle, and we have the, uh, you know, the Albuquerque. Uh, I don't know. Do we still call it the International Balloon Fiesta, even though we don't fly internationally? That, that that's there, and then we have the Millionaire Airport uh, up north. So there you go. You get the three, three, three airports that could all be impacted. And then I was actually okay if the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta decides to relocate to Rio Rancho. Better space. They'd yep. probably have a better box. More yep. landing, less uh, uh, complaints from a local area, uh, Golden Children, uh, Sandia Reservation. Uh, you know, they, they don't want you touching their land. Do not walk on our land, right? You know, they, they, they wanted to charge, if I'm not mistaken, Dowd, they wanted to charge the balloon fiesta. Yes, I believe that was the case. I think for every single balloon that landed there, they wanted to go ahead and hand them, well, here's, here's how much it costs to do it. Lower taxes in Rio Rancho, too. Yeah. Lower everything. <laughs> Except for water, I think. I think water oh, up on the mesa. They always complain about that. So, 
So the rule does not seem to be uh, written with balloons in mind. Sam Parks, operations manager for the Albuquerque National Balloon Fiesta, told the journal on Monday. So here we go, the hemming and hawing, and the excuses are being made. Nonetheless, uh, they had plenty of time to work on this. It took two reporters to bring this to the attention, not to mention the head of Rainbow Riders, Scott Appleman, and one other guy uh, to bring this to the attention uh, here locally. So it gets, uh, if this is on its, you know, if we're waiting for this, how long do they wait? Couldn't they go get it done someplace else? And, you know, I don't think these balloon, these balloonists are sort of getting tired of the lockdown states. We're one of the, 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 the last lockdown states, uh, as it were. And, you know, I don't think that uh, many of our restaurants have been able to sort of weather the M- Michelle Lujan Grisham storm, shutdown storm that's been going on for the last two years. So less uh, eateries to choose from. The hotels aren't as nice, a little bit run down. You know, the mandatory masking uh, as, as a choice by, you know, uh, various businesses uh, here. So, you know, I think there's the options are certainly available to anybody else who's willing to go ahead and any up to the table, spend the additional money and, uh, recruit the uh, balloon fiesta during that same week uh, of time in an area, say Colorado Springs or Rio Rancho or some other place mm-hmm. to go ahead and, and do that. Maybe Rio Rancho would be uh, sort of out of it, even though Scott has uh, indicated that it's not ideal. Um, I don't know that Albuquerque is ideal. Have you seen the crime? <laughs> <laughs> you got you minor, all. Minor problem. Yeah, you've got other little issues that are sort of uh, pop springing up. Uh, <laughs> 550-50-500, and um, one last thing I think that uh, that was in the news that I wanted to, to touch upon was, oh, where did, oh Daniel Ivy Soto. Did you happen to catch a, a spray upon this article? <sighs> yes, he's uh, been called out. He's been uh, Harvey Weinstein, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, but here's the funny thing is you get into the details of this whole thing, and it's just a, another... And he's an attorney, and it's just another attorney uh, essentially making an accusation on behalf of a lesbian. Ah. Is Daniel Ivy Soto, is, is he that inept that he is hitting on lesbians? That, that's the part that sort of, uh, <clears throat> pardon the expression, sticks out to me. Uh, here uh, and, and all of this. Well, Eddie, he may, you know, I, I was at an Ivy Soto event one time where he described how he sat with priests and prayed over his position on abortion uh, in, in New Mexico, the big Catholic that he is. Uh, mm. And that, and that, and somehow he got some kind of uh, clerical blessing for voting for abortion, you know, on demand in mm. New Mexico. So it might be time for him to meet with his priests again. He's a very devout Catholic. Yeah. Well, you might have to go uh, see them. They, you mean the same one that, uh, that talks about national coming out day. Uh, apparently, According to uh, the uh, lobbyist, uh, she indicated, "For uh, so many women have remained silent and carried unjust burdens because we we're made to believe that silence was acceptance were a prerequisite." Here we go, the victimization starting all over again. Back up to happy hour news. Thanks everybody for listening right here in the Kiva. This is the Rock of Talk on AM sixteen hundred KIVA Albuquerque. Radio News with Tim Berg. The White House claims U.S.-led sanctions will have big impacts on the Russian economy. Borrowing costs for the Russian government uh, has spiked to almost 11 percent. Foreign investors are fleeing Russia. The ruble is trading at its weakest level since November. 
Press Secretary Jen Psaki telling reporters that economic and humanitarian aid is also pouring into Ukraine. The Biden administration is setting aside $450 million to help unclog U.S. ports. The money comes from the trillion-dollar infrastructure bill Congress approved late last year. Clogged ports are linked to global supply chain problems that arose during the height of the COVID pandemic. U.S. ports will soon be able to apply for the available money. The market is down amid growing Russia-Ukraine tensions, the Dow losing 465 points. USA Radio News. You need an accurate thermometer to check for fever, a potential sign of flu or COVID. Be vigilant and contact your medical provider at the first sign of fever. Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Exergen Temporal Scanners are available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Right now, people are home with their pets more often, and I think now, especially with the shedding, they're more cognizant of what's going on and that it's an actual issue, and Dynavite has helped tremendously in our house with that. I just heard the Dynavite commercial so many times, I said, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot, and I ordered it and tried it, and it worked. The Dynavite, the being at home, working with them, they all love it. Me and Chewy are together 24-7. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Trucker protests against COVID mandates that made headlines in Canada are making their way south of the border. A group calling itself Freedom Convoy started heading from Pennsylvania to Washington, D.C. on Wednesday, hoping to shut down the Beltway. Larry Lociaro is a trucker with the convoy. He reacts to the news that the Pentagon is approving a request for National Guard assistance in D.C. They're already labeling us domestic terrorists. And this is all about peace. We're not going in there to cause any problems. We're not armed. Ford is recalling some 2015 to 2017 Mustangs due to concerns the backup camera wiring may be faulty. More than 8,500 warranty claims related to the issue have been filed. The automaker will direct owners to get a free repair at any Ford or Lincoln dealership and reimburse those who have paid for a related repair already. USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroot. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top 10 most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. President Biden says he'll do everything he can to limit the effect sanctions against Russia will have on prices at the pump. That being said, the administration has not made plans to bring back the Keystone XL pipeline or make the United States more energy independent. Drivers everywhere are feeling the pain at the pumps. I got to put 20 and then today, next day, another 20 and then another 20 and then... Jose Molinas on KTLA in Los Angeles. Molinas continues. When the gas is going up, food is going up, everything else is going up. But the salary is, is not going up. It's still the same. Republicans will not be the only one giving a rebuttal to President Biden's State of the Union address. From the USA Radio News Washington, D.C. Bureau, 
John Hunt explains. In a new twist, a member of the liberal squad is delivering a formal response to President Joe Biden's State of the Union address on Tuesday. In the speech given on behalf of the left-wing group Working Families Party, Representative Rashida Tlaib, the Democrat from Michigan, is expected to hammer moderate Democrats who have slowed Biden's social spending and climate change packages. The speech will put on display the deep separation within the Democrats' own party that continue to mark Biden's presidency. More news can be found online at usaradio.com. For USA Radio News, Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I'm Ian Stickhammer, rock of talk. Dot com, 550-5500, Roku, Amazon, and Apple TVs, if you like, rockoftalk.tv, and rockoftalk.com. Don't forget to find us directly at rockoftalk.chat as well. The sun has eased up on me, D-Dot Musk, as we got the the grimacing gray out there that people are like, oh, I don't want to drive through that. Uh." (laughs) That's sort of what happens. Can you imagine young New Mexicans growing up in a place where it's like this most of the time? Might explain the personality of one D-Dot Muska. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. uh, Would you have uh, 20 days of good weather a year in Connecticut? Uh, yeah, my mother and I will often say when it's a good day, we'll look at each other and say, this is one of our, our 10, 10 good days of the 365 year. No, 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 not good. So we should be pleased to be here. It's one of the reasons why the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta has been here for so many years and hate to see it go away on uh, year 50, regardless of who originally started it. That, of course, was started by KKOB, 770 KKOB, in a parking lot, I believe, Winrock, Coronado, one of those. Oh. Anyway, um, there it is. I'm just going you know, to help, help everybody we're a community, Dowd. We're a community. Uh, lots, as always, to get to. 550, 50, 500. Uh, as I just indicated, and nothing will happen with uh, Daniel Ivy Soto. There's just nothing. I mean, uh, what, what was the name? Georgine Lewis? Was that uh, right? Her? Right. Yeah, the DUI. Uh, was anyone even talking about that? I swear, I almost feel like someone raised uh, some sort of sexual misconduct just to get Georgine Lewis out of the, the news. <laughs> How many times did they have to go after... Um, Cheryl Williams Stapleton. All right. It must have been 10 times before they finally got her on something, right? And nothing's going to happen to her. She might end up paying back one tenth, one one hundredth of what she originally took. And I'll be like, oh, I'll leave her alone. So it'll be. Yeah. Nothing She'll get three years probation for a sentence, I'm sure. Yeah, nothing will happen to the politicians yeah. here. But if it was a Republican, oh boy, time for the crucifixion. You know, uh, that's just generally the way they go. There is. Uh, Doubt. I believe that I am going to be going. I might take the kids uh, part of the media date. Uh, I'm still deciding, still debating on whether or not I should go uh, sort of cover the um, <clears throat> Republican convention, which, interestingly enough, uh, is in Rio Doso. I'm not sure why, but, uh, you know, as Rio Doso goes, so goes the rest of the state, as they say. You know. so, <laughs> Whatever they're focused on. Wonderful there, people I'm, down there, by the way. Wonderful people. There are wonderful people. Most of them are Texans. That's why. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure why they're doing that. So I was uh, thinking about going down, recording all the speeches, and then I'm sure as just as as soon as I'm saying that, uh, someone's going to say, uh, "Media cannot record anything." I'm like, well, are you going to allow media in? Where media can record anything. So, should I or shouldn't? Should I stay or should I go uh, to that? Uh, remember, I uh, relinquished my. Uh, creds, credentials uh, from a state central committee standpoint and decided that I wanted to participate in the media. That's the great thing about doing that. I mean, and nobody even realizes that kind of stuff out. 
I, I can just walk into your meetings, Democrats, Republicans, get, you know, whatever the heck I want. I, yep. Kind of it. Media goes where it needs to go. And sometimes we want to go to, you know, all sorts of different I, I haven't, Eddie, I haven't paid for a book that's a, a book that's freshly coming out. I, if I have to want, if I want to buy a book from 20 years ago, I have to buy it. But I basically just say, hey, I'm going to write a column about this uh, book. Uh, there you go. PR person send it to me nine times out of ten they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they absolutely do. Well, we do have some issues uh, here in the uh, state of Mexico, one of which, you know, in the gubernatorial election, it's going to be crime. So the uh, governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham, is uh, revising oversight of police training. Is this direction that she wants to go? How smart is this? Um, do we really want to get into police training? Should that be the focus or should it be more... I don't know. Let's just say, I don't know, the judicial revisions that have gone over the last four, five, six years. Like, this is not a good start for her, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, certainly isn't going to get the law enforcement support, uh, I, I believe, uh, based upon this. I don't know that we need to retrain our police officers when they're constantly being handcuffed anyway. Okay. Uh, the sweeping crime package passed in the final hours of the year's legislative session would restructure New Mexico's law enforcement academy and set new training standards for officers. Is that what we, Do we need to really retrain our officers? Can they even use what they learn anyhow? If they learned what they learned here, would they be better or worse off with, if they went other places? Like, these are good questions. Are the police officers who are trained here overtrained, undertrained, not adequately trained? Is that the problem? Is that the issue when it comes to crime? Is this an appeasement maybe of the left at this point? You know, oh yeah, we got to really watch those law enforcement officers. They're bad guys. For the Albuquerque uh, Journal, uh, this one by Dan McKay, provisions often overlooked in the broader debate over the bill call for the Academy's curriculum to include, here we go, use of force training that eliminates chokeholds and adds peer intervention when another officer is out of line and de-escalation strategies. There you go. We need other officers calling other officers, checking how other officers are doing their job. Can't see any mischief coming from that. No. Ah, this is uh, another smart play. Folks, uh, as much as the uh, crime uh, focus wants to be on the Democrats, uh, this is something that works uh, to the uh, directly uh, to the Republicans if they play it right. Meaning, hey, let's turn the focus on the level of criminality that's happening here. The fact that our police officers are able to do these things, the use of force. Why are we doing this? Why is why is the focus on this now? Okay. They don't even have the ability to use a force. In fact, that's why many of these police officers have picked up and left and moved on to greener pastures. According to the proposal, would also split the Academy's governing board in two with one panel focused on training and the other one on certificate. There we go. That's what we need. We need more administrative help. Right? <laughs> I mean, this is swing and a miss on two things. And I'm glad because this, again, helps Republicans. Okay? Will Republicans play this right? Proposed changes, supporters say, would improve training to limit problems before they arise and promote swift accountability for officers accused of misconduct. So if you're a police officer, and let's just let's assume, it like, I don't know, any law enforcement out there, if you're a fireman, whatever you are, okay, you're someone who's dealing in the official capacity, if the focus is suddenly changed towards you, do you somehow get the support? You know, do you feel supported by your governor? Do you feel supported by your legislators, by your you know, your, your government, I would think that you don't. According to the police chief, Steve Heavy, Hebe, said in an interview on Monday that I'm really hopeful this will give us a chance to really make a difference in New Mexico law enforcement. 
You know the problem with law enforcement is we don't enforce the law. That's the problem. The idiocy, and everybody knows it. Like, oh, he'll get off. Oh, yeah, uh, Georgine Lewis, she'll get off. Oh, that guy did that. They'll, they'll get off. Oh, we, we don't no, no, no. But we really need to focus on those police officers. Don Willoughby jumps in. He says uh, the curriculum has some important components, but it could be too expensive for small departments. How about let's just not focus on the police officers at all at this point, okay? Because the focus for every single time there's a use of force is not the criminal, it's the police officer. How is that? How does that even happen? Well, we've created this culture here in the state of New Mexico. Why? Why do we do it? Because we have mealy mouth Republicans who enable this stuff. Richard Berry, Dingleberry, certainly helped with all this by not taking an active leadership role and making sure that this is like, ah, oh, you know, these just let these guys do whatever they, they want. It's like, nope, we need command control. There needs to be accountability, and we need to not let this cra- let, let let this crap get leaked out into the press every single time that there's something because. They're just crawling like cockroaches all over the Albuquerque Police Department. And there's always these little guys, hey, you want a tip? You want to, you know, you police officers, some of you guys are some of your own worst enemies. You guys should really stop leaking. I get so many leaks. I'm like, I don't even pay attention anymore because I'm not interested. Because I don't want the police officers to look bad. What am I, why, what am I going to report on? Mm -hmm. Criminals are what I want to report on. Tell me what happened, where it happened, why it happened. How come you didn't tell me about this thing happening? Again, our police and our law enforcement doesn't need any sort of real restructuring. What needs to happen here in the Albuquerque Police Department is we need to go ahead and allow them to do their jobs. And I'm going to use a, a, a term here that most people who hate police are going to hate themselves. But we're at a point where the criminality is so high that I, I dare I say by any means necessary. Now, don't, before you jump onto this and say, okay, well, Eddie wants to just go ahead and you know, hurt these guys. Thank God this guy is a mayor. He would have been a huge uh, liability for the city of Albuquerque. What's really a liability? The criminality. So you got to change the focus. So if the Republicans can capitalize on this by, you know, holding this front and center and saying, okay, you know, the law enforcement officials, the sheriffs, are they on board with this? Are we really interested in revising and going through department by department and saying, we need to go ahead and have uh, two divisions, one for certification, one for administration. We need to go ahead and uh, do a, a complete and, and total oversight and uh, train how we train officers. You know what? If I'm a police officer right now and I'm hearing this stuff, I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. I got to take off. Yeah. It, wh- when is it going to improve? This is what happens when law and order Republicans don't have the gavel. They can't make anything good happen. And nothing constructive can come out of this conversation that's going to satisfy Joe Q public out there who is literally <laughs> between uh, getting um, his insurance to make sure if he kills somebody that he's going to have a lorry defend him uh, to make sure that he has cameras on his front and back doors to make sure that he has enough ammunition and to make sure that he has enough uh, guns, weapons, whatever, what have you, so he can protect himself in his home. You can't place a call to 911. Remember, now we have 911 delays. They're being answered by a clearance center. We had to hear some sob story. Every day you pick up the journal, it's like a new sob story. Oh, we work too hard. Oh, we're understaffed. Oh, we can't able to do this. We, without the help of this, then it was the medical, the COVID stuff. Oh, without this, if we didn't have this, I'm like, we, we, we drilled down all the information yesterday. Like, 
this type of stuff does not happen in cities that are really focused on maintaining the confidence of the client. That's you, Joe Q taxpayer. They want to make sure that they're satisfying you because they don't want you to pick up and leave and go someplace else. Plus, it's just what they do. It's called customer service. You call 911 and you get attitude here, right? Why? Well, there's not enough of them for one, but more than anything, they just don't care because that's the culture that's come down. I don't get paid enough to do this. I don't have to sit here and listen to you talk to me like this. Sir, you're being belligerent. Sir, you're asking too much of us. Sir, sir, uh, don't sir me. Okay. We've got a, a, a crisis level one. Cri well, we'll have an officer drive by and we'll have it checked out. When? Tomorrow? Six hours from now? What, what, what's your response time on any of this stuff? You can't ask. And when it is, the officer gets there and he's there to write a report. Because if he does anything, he's got rules of engagement that are basically dictated by the DOJ. So you think that this is going to move the needle because uh, we need to look at our police officers? The police officers are just there to just, if I was a police officer right now, I'd be like, okay, what's next? Well, I'm going to make a quick stop over at Subway. I'll go check it out. Uh, everyone should know it's a pretty dangerous city. You know, the criminals got the guns. Uh, hopefully you're protecting yourself. Uh, you know, uh, go write a report. Maybe you'll, you know, get an insurance claim or something like that. Like, it's, it's really that detached anymore. Is anybody outraged? Or am I just talking to myself? Anybody angry about this? Is anybody upset? You're like, well, that's totally fine. She wants to revamp the police department. No, no, nobody. This is why she does what she does and why it won't count. You got to find somebody to emotionally charge the group and let people know out there that, hey, this is the wrong approach. Our judicial system, our, you know, as you saw with, uh, in the case of uh, several of the murders around here, I mean, it just lacks any sort of accountability, prosecutorial uh, accountability as well. And the DA is literally running for attorney general. He thinks that he needs a promotion based upon his lack of prosecutions that have allowed multiple people to go ahead and be murdered out on the streets. And it's just directly responsible to him. He's like, no, it's okay. Uh, well, at the same time, well, we uh, need to restructure. We need to restructure and have more departments and more divisions and figure out a new way to go ahead and qualify. We'll do it with the Arnold tool. We'll allow people to get an assessment a, a threat risk assessment. And that's the better way to go down. Uh, yeah, the DA screwing up prosecutions while at the same time suing members of the New Mexico Civil Guard. I know I this is a hobby horse of mine, but I, I just think it's one of the most loathsome things any politician in New Mexico is doing right now. Suing law-abiding members of the New Mexico Civil Guard, partnering with a private entity, Georgetown University, to go after these guys who shot no one, beat no one, committed no crime. Um, you know, Eddie, when it comes to banning chokeholds or, or, or more of this regulation, you know, I'm a I'm all for government accountability. I'm a libertarian, you know, I, and police are government employees. But it's awfully easy to expect perfection from cops if you're in a leafy, pastoral, calm suburb where you know everybody sits in their homes in their home offices and works on computers all day. The cops on the beat in Albuquerque don't work in that environment. And, 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 you know, again, I'm speaking as Mr. Civil Libertarian, Mr. Government Accountability, Mr. Keep Your Eyes on, on Law Enforcement at All Level. Albuquerque is in a world all its own. And it's just an issue to me, Eddie, of priorities. I mean, uh, where where is all this effort, time and attention being spent on getting these cops out from under the DOJ's chokehold? Uh, as that officer who told me, I think it was last year, who said uh, one of his uh, colleagues failed to uh, get his, the oil change on his cruiser 
past the the, the, the mileage right. that he needed to, and right. he got written right. up. I mean, it's it. You know how many examples? I'm sure Sean Willoughby could tell you a, a million examples of that. So to me, yes, I'm all for more accountability in all levels of government, and that includes law enforcement. But it's a curious time to be insisting on that kind of stuff in a city that's that's a Dodge City basically these days. And uh, yeah. I just don't know where these people's priorities are, Eddie. Yeah, well, uh, Michelle Yvonne Grisham can go ahead and uh, run that up the flagpole, and no one's going to challenge her on it or tell her that, uh, hey, you're looking at this the wrong way. So we'll see who actually steps up to the plate and, uh, you know, sort of corrects her on this. And um, in my opinion, that'll be the the person who can take the lead on crime. So we'll see which one uh, does that of our gubernatorial candidates on the Republican side. Back after a quick break, uh, right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIV, ABQ.FM. Rockoftalk.com, 521, back and forth. Separate my side. I don't, don't believe it's been. Slitting my throat is all I am. I heard you lost to a photograph. S3 Technologies, security service solutions. Solutions, including strategic planning, IT consulting, compliance, business continuity, and disaster recovery. S3 Technologies' proactive approach to information technology management provides a secure and reliable platform that allows you to focus on your business instead of the management of your IT infrastructure. S3 Technologies, years of expertise, keeping your company up to date with a watchful eye and flexible solutions to manage your environment efficiently, safely, and securely. You'll never know how efficient you can run your business until you talk to S3 Technologies. Make an appointment to get a roadmap and risk assessment of what steps you can take to secure your business. Turn your business into secure growth in 2022. S3 Technologies, 505 242 5683 505-242-5683 S3NM.com Straight Line Painting, a family-owned business providing their services for over 10 years. Now, whether you need a home or business painted, garage epoxy floor, or even a complete restucco, Straight Line Painting are the experts. Owners Efren and Josh are always available and oversee every project from estimate to final walkthrough. Call 505-659-0973 for a free estimate and visit StraightLinePaintingABQ.com to see their great reviews. Friends ask me what my recommendations are. I just say theplaceilike.com. Theplaceilike.com. Wow, it's great for locals. Awesome weekly deals too. Theplaceilike.com. Wow, breakfast, not theplaceilike.com. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot, the mortgage guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. This is Jeffrey Candelaria from Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. If you're tired of those old Wall Street cliches, give Pablos Panagopoulos and his team a call. 
at 505-828-4068 or his website, myfinancialsense.com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Satera Advisor Networks and Satera Advisor Networks is a member of the Securities Investors Protection Corporation. Call 505-828-4068. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Pet Food Gone Wild and Rio Ranchos, Pampers Pets, all-natural wet and dry pet foods, tasty treats, and supplements, too. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild, ready to answer all your questions about healthy pet foods and treats. Pet Food Gone Wild provides grooming and makes every visit fun and easy with the Pet Food Gone Wild rewards card. 5% off at checkout. Pet Food Gone Wild keeps pets happy. Mobile offers at pets.theplaceilike.com. You and your pets will love this month's offer. Pets. Dot the place I like dot com. Into this house we're born. Into this world we're thrown. Like a dog without a bone and actor out alone. Riders on the storm. There you go, a little uh, riders of whatever storm might be out there. You can just uh, drive along with that. Uh, the doors. Doorway to the evening here tonight with uh, D-Dad Muska and myself, 550-5500. Looking forward to getting that uh, new board in here. That's going to be cool. A uh, little, uh, some questions coming in for me. It was my birthday week, so I didn't, I didn't diet as hard, I guess. Uh, I'm not <laughs> dieting, by the way. But you made so much progress, you could cheat a little. Um, yeah, I could cheat a lot, actually. A lot. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Eddie, you're still counting calories. I am down 25 pounds, still going strong. Looking to knock off 24 pounds of myself. Okay, so I don't count calories. Um, I almost don't eat any carbs. I guess we can peer behind the curtain a little bit here. And I only eat during a very small window of the day, and I drink lots of water. So how's that so far? Is that, that good? Got some other factors, <clears throat> no pun intended, actually, pun very intended, that, uh, that come out of that. And it really has more to do with how you eat, how you sleep, I think is probably more important, and what you consume. So um, you want to just stay away from certain types of sugars specifically, and then, then everything else will get uh, cleared up. I got to tell you, it is uh, when you get away, you know, you're, you're, your diet should be so good that you should want to get back to it. And I, oftentimes I do. So that's the thing for me is I'm, I'm like looking forward to that. So it's a, got to change, uh, change the life, I guess, you know, one way or the other. So the other thing is uh, I'm having, I think today's one meal, only one meal today. Some days it's two. Um, some days if I've had a bad day the day before, I will literally just, the next day, just make it a, a great day. And I don't even think about anything else. Like, well, no, I can't do that today because yesterday I did this, this, and this. And you know, it just sort of comes out in the wash and evens out. The other thing is uh, don't put any fixated dates on anything. 
I think that's a thing and allow yourself to fail. That's a big deal. So you got to fail, fail, fail. And then uh, a lot of people were like, Oh, you got to do this and do this and do this all at the same time. You got to exercise and work out and eat right. And I was like, yeah, whoa, like that stresses me out. So what happens when you stress, you're going to keep everything. You, you can't So do the one thing, right? So eat during that window and see if you can get to that and try to get to a level of water that it's impossible to drink an out a gallon of water a day. Anybody who's telling you that they can drink a gallon of water and they feel okay. Like it's impossible. I don't even try. Some days I just feel like, well, I just feel like drinking more water, but I count my coffee as water, as fluid. So that's the other thing. I only drink uh, coffee, black coffee. I uh, try to put no sugars in it, uh, things like that. It's like little, little things. Um, I'm not obsessed with food. I, I don't have, if you are somebody who can eat the same things every day, um, I happen to think that you are going to fail at your whatever it is, okay? You have to eat different foods every single day. You cannot eat the same thing every single day. So if someone's like, well, I have a shake in the morning and I uh, do this thing at lunch where I eat a salad and I have a shake in the evening, like you're an idiot. That, 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 that type of diet works for nobody. Mm-hmm. A person who's doing that diet is like, I hate my life. Oh my gosh, I have nothing to look forward to. It'll be less than a year before I kill myself uh, having shakes and salads. Like no, no human, human beings aren't supposed to be that way. I was listening to Glenn Beck this morning and the guy was talking about how he's a vegan. I'm like, you're an idiot. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like it, meat is what we do. Have you seen, have you seen our mouths? We have, uh, you know, canine and chompers and sizers and all these things. Like we're made to eat other flesh. Literally. You got to eat it. So don't try to get away from that whole thing. And if you're hungry for something, don't tell yourself no. You did, you can't. You can't tell yourself no. It's like, I'm going to eat that, and then I'll just figure it out somewhere else, okay? Like, I'm going to get on the treadmill for an extra half an hour. I'm going to do an extra 3,000 steps, 4,000 steps, 5,000 steps. Do, do that. I think that that's uh, totally fine, okay? And, and the other thing, too, I think that really helped me at the beginning was weighing myself all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think that was uh, really good. Just staying on top of it. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I see I didn't do it that day, but I did do it that day. And here's the difference. So you got a journal and you stay on top of it. So it's just paying attention, being detailed, going easy on yourself and be willing to fail uh, many times over and over and over again, because you're not perfect and realize that you're not perfect. And mm-hmm. that doesn't make you a bad person. I mean, these people are like, well, I'm going to, I screwed up today. I'm going to restart on Monday. It's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> are you just trying to get seven days in a row? Like what's wrong with you? You know, you can't build a habit that way ever. It's just no. never going to happen. You know, like, oh, I'm not kidding. Oh, if you're, if you're going out with people out to dinner and going places, don't try to change your diet to accommodate your own diet. No, but do you have anything that's, um, what is that? What is the name of that type of food? Gluten free. Gluten free. There you go. I hate those people. Anything that's gluten free. No one's running to restaurants like, well, I really want to. I really want to find a gluten free free restaurant. I don't know. Is there any gluten free restaurants around here? That's really like no restaurant is advertising itself as gluten free. Oh, we got some some great gluten free offerings. Like, oh wow, I can't wait to spend a little bit more so you can go ahead and tailor your uh, behind and 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 they're lying to you. They're under no uh, uh, 
uh, commitment or they're under no obligations to your diet. It's like, oh, yeah. And you have a lady who's literally just like, I hope they tip me well and I got to run back. And they want me to like relay something about gluten or whatever. And she's like literally downing Doritos because she has <laughs> to make, she has, no, she has to make rent. Yeah. And she hates your guts because you're <laughs> requesting gluten free. And her boyfriend just told her she's fat. And she's like, I hate that SOB. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and I'm, I took it off. Oh yeah, it's gluten free. Here you go. Like they're not going to help you with your stupid diet. Okay. I don't think there's salad bars because of COVID. You can't go to a buffet and like do all a card anymore because COVID, right? <laughs> right. I mean, these are just like little things that all the things that you know that would trip you up. Just understand what that is. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm measuring my progress now, not with weight. You want to see? You want to? You want to see something? Here you go on RockOfTalk.tv. Yeah, look, look at this. I'll show you this, Dowd. It's clothing. <laughs> this is amazing. You know what I like doing? I'm now down five inches <clears throat> on the belt. That is, you sickos. <clears throat> Look yep. at that. Yep. How many, time, how many holes do I have? One. The belt two, loops three, don't lie. Four, yep. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> you know how many this had when it started? Three. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. So think about that. That's the way to go. It's like, uh, I need, I need to find a scale. I can't get started without my day if I don't know exactly to what percentage <laughs> I know what my weight is. I'm like, you're an idiot. Go easy on yourself. Realize you're human. Yep. You weren't born perfect. You know, Jesus Christ isn't in charge of your diet. Don't pray about it. Oh, God, give me the strength to lose three more pounds. Look, no, God does not give you that. You don't get to ask God for for an additional three pounds. Like if that has nothing to do with Jesus. Jesus isn't going to come Oh, Please God, make me slimmer. Please God, make, make, make him, make her love me. Make her want me. If I just lose an extra 10. No, no, no. Stop. Just stop. please stop. stop. Susan powder. Stop the insanity. Stop it. Just, you don't have to do any of this stuff anymore. Like the craziness is enough out there. Inside, you have to be calm and collected. It's like, okay, there's COVID going on out there. It's like, oh, no, I need to go get a test to see if I have COVID. No, 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 no. That's, that is the opposite, okay? If you think you have COVID, why don't you take a step back and take some oregano oil, drink some apple cider vinegar, drink some water, get some rest, stare at the wall, look up some symptoms and realize that you probably don't have it. But if you do, that you're going to be okay based upon the, the information that you're getting from Eddie and Dowd. Like, you're going to survive. Okay, this isn't time to go, oh, mom, I think I got COVID. No, no, stop. This is not your mother's problem. She's also worrying because you inherited all her blood and all her crazy hysteria, right? The psychobabble that came from your parents, you know, ostensibly. Now you're starting to realize your parents are like not the crazy ones anymore. <laughs> it's like you're the, you're the woke crazy ones because you listen to Joe Biden, the Democratic Party, you know, Trump, Satan. Like, stop, slow down. And slow. stop reading the Albuquerque Journal, too. Stop reading other media, yes. Uh, if you see a trend, okay, particularly, like Kelly Clarkson, she's fat and happy. Be happy like Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Seriously, like, how can, oh, well, she's rich and she has money. And uh, you know, no, I think her husband left her. I think she's not that particularly happy about, you know, that. But uh, there she is advertising for this, that, and the other. And she has shows because... She's got nothing, nobody to love but herself, and that's great. Whatever happened to rationality in this country? 
Or do we all just do, go on uh, freak out, right? Oh, COVID AB variant dot O2 is coming in. It's time to go ahead and clamp down. Uh, do you just read the front page of the Albuquerque Journal? Do you see Channel 4 today, you know? I mean, or you could be like Tessa. Tessa's fine. She's uh, She seems to be happy with herself. She's tons right? of fun. She's she's totally fine. She's happy. She's you know. I mean, she's <clears throat> she's cute, right? I mean, uh, I think her, uh, her her she probably finds lots of happiness and maybe her faith or her family or her husband or like find it in that. It's like oh, Ben and the, Jerry's, yeah, whatever. Yeah, the great. Those are good neighbors to have. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dowd. Not really. Not really. You're white and. And you, you understand that only Hispanics are allowed to go ahead and make certain types of jokes, even fat jokes, Dowd. Like, no matter what, no matter what, poor Dowd. You want to talk about the real craziness, zaniness? Is it the fact that, you know, we have completely shut down free speech and belief and all of the, the, the ability to say and do anything at this point? Like, it has driven people to complete and total insanity in every way, shape, or form. So, you know, part of this is like, there's something I can control. I can control what I stick in my mouth. I can control what I put in my body. I can control what, you know, I think about. I can control what I, uh, this. I don't have to think about the Ukraine because I'm not really worried about World War III. Because I know that uh, if I was Putin, I'd be having a good old time pushing uh, Joe Biden's buttons because he's the <laughs> crazy old, there's that crazy old man. Here, grab the back of his head. See if he, you know, pull on his, pull, pull on his hair. See if he notices. That's Putin right now. Putin's like, Oh, put a wood in his wheelchair in his spoke. See if he can move. <laughs> I'll jump on my horse naked. You know, nobody, it's just rationality. Let it seep into you. Okay. Be, be good to yourself. Be nice to yourself because nobody else is nice to you. Everyone's cut you off on the road. No one's going to say please and thank you. No one's holding the door open. Everyone's in it for themselves. I this, I that, I, I everywhere. Right. Okay. I hate to say this too, you know, I mean, love, figure out something to love about your own life. And if someone's guilting you about anything in this world, by all means, figure out a way out of that guilt as quickly as possible. As quickly as possible. Mm. If you were feeling guilty about something in an irrational world where you can be guilty just for walking around being a white person, or I don't know, you uh, didn't put your mask on, like, Say, I just didn't put my mask on. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. I, I Sure, if I had the mask, it was easy to get it, but I got I had like five or six other things I had to do besides put on my mask so that you could feel okay and not feel like I was coming to, you know, infect you in some w weird way. Like someone else's thoughts about you has, is none of your business. In fact, the, the best, one of the best expressions I've ever heard, what other people think of you is none of your business. Take it from a public figure. It's like, oh, there's Eddie. He's funny. He's uh, this. He's that. He's and he's oh, he's living in his office. I'm like, Pfft. you only knew. You only knew where, what, how, who. If you only knew, you'd be like, whoa, that guy's the luckiest guy I know. That guy's the nicest guy I've ever met. That guy's hilarious. Oh my god, that guy. You'd be like, whoa. Not so bad after all. I would have voted for him. I would have voted. You know, I can't tell you the number of people who say, oh, I would have voted for you. I'm like, I would have voted for me too. But I got kicked out of my party. The Republicans didn't support me. And uh, I don't know. They was like, none of my business, whatever they want to do. They had an agenda. They are not achieving it. <laughs> Literally, I got this from uh, one of my listeners. And this is funny. Um, she, she writes, 
you'll love this, Doug. And this is this is good. You get good stuff from listeners. Yeah, and 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 she writes. She's so nice, and and she says the reason why you aren't mayor is because you're supposed to be governor. I'm like, whoa, wow, <laughs> what's going on there? It's like I have no interest in doing that. I mean, after getting uh, pulverized and beaten and 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 dealing with all that stuff, you think anybody's kind of a glutton for that type of abuse? No, no, no. I'm rational. Who wants to deal with that? Nobody. So anyway, I don't know how we evolved from diet to all the rest of that, but I think it's all just being rational, you know, commonsensical, you know, too much common sense. is like uh, theater of the absurd for the woke theory of the absurd for people with agendas, theater of the absurd for your, your crazy ass, you know, family who seems to think that everything you do is wrong. Just realize that, Hey, you know what? I've, there's only one me to go around and I've made my mind up that I've arrived here at this date at 5.41 p.m. on Wednesday, February 23rd, and I'm actually okay with it. And if you're okay with that, then you can go ahead and move on to, oh, we, we, you got to do this in order to, to get there and this there. You know, one of the things that we, I want to go back on, <clears throat> speaking of guilt and speaking of everything else, is going back down to what we talked about yesterday. People being pushed into this uh, prosperity gospel. You know, this this whole thing where you're not good enough because you don't have all these other things that everybody else has. Like, you just... Guess what? You've already started your life. You didn't make all the right decisions. You're not going to get to the point in your life where you're going to be able to go ahead and say, you know what? And sometimes you just got to sort of throw in the towel and say, you know what? I did the best with what I had as smart as I am. And I am, I'm good enough. I don't need to be forgiven. I don't need to be shown the light. I don't need someone to come and tell me that what I'm doing is right or wrong. I need to be happy with me because I wake up to this guy, this gal, my children every single day. And you know what? I'm confident. I'm happy. And I'm tired of other people making me feel like crap all the time. I feel great. I feel happy. I am good enough. I don't have to apologize for this, that, the other. No, you don't. You don't get to go ahead and go back in time. You don't get to go to the way back machine and correct it all. You know, just be like, you know what? I love myself. I'm happy with myself and I'm going to take the next step. I'm going to move forward one day at a time. And I'm going to be nice to people which means not being judgmental. You know what being nice to people is? Means, hey, that person might be having a bad day. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and do something nice for them. Oh, pay for the person behind you in line. Person's having a bad day, might be totally freaking out on their kids. You don't know where the heck that person's going, what the, what's going on with them. Like, are you okay? Can I help with something? Oh, let me help you with your bags, ma'am. Let me help you with that cart. Let me help you. Uh, can I help you with something? I've got time here. I'm just, you know, moving around my way. I need to go do something. And you don't look like you're having that great of a day. Let me do something for you. How about that? Is that, is that all? Well, I only help Christians. I only help blacks. I only help uh, Native Americans. They need all the help. You know, where do we even get to this part? I, mean, I don't even look at people. I don't even, I, I seriously sometimes don't even look at anything about the person. Like, well, I'm going to go cut that person off. They got to coexist. I'm like, no, oh, I'm literally going to set my cruise control at 65 and see what type of, you know, day this person has. I'm like, this is interesting. I wonder why they buy that car. Why they got that sticker? I bet if I pass them, I'm like, well, oh, I bet they're pretty nice. They're just confused, you know, or maybe I'm confused. I don't even know anymore. They're getting their information from this place. I'm getting it from that place. And who even knows what's right anymore? You know, it's all confusing. You know how much better your life and their life would go? You just like take it and it's like, you know what? We believe different things. We think different things and that's okay. And I'm going to do something nice for them anyway. 
Just because. How about just because? I'm going to create a new party uh, and it's going to be called the just because party. Why'd you do that? Well, I don't know. Just because you're alive and I am too. And I know you're going to die and I'm going to die. So let's make our time here happy for right now. Okay. I don't know where I go after this. I believe I go here and you believe you go there, but who knows? One of you is right. Me or you, <laughs> or maybe none of us is right. <laughs> none of us has been there, but supposedly you know, I'm, you are the enemy because you don't believe in what I believe. And uh, I'm the enemy because you, I don't believe what you believe. I was like, that's kind of cr crazy. Like in all this COVID, you see that's going on? That's what I oh. see. That's what I see. It's like people projecting their ideas of what they think they know, and they don't know a damn thing. Not one thing. The experts know anything. No, they don't. The one guy who is supposed to take us through all this right now yep. is taking us through none of this. And all of a sudden, what's up is down, what's right is left. And what was supposed to be good for me is no longer good for me. And I did the wrong thing. And boy, that crazy-ass Eddie Aragon was right all along. How the <laughs> hell did he even know to do the right thing? He doesn't know anything about medicine. So be easy on each other. Seriously. Be easy on yourself. Be easy on each other. You don't know if the, the whole world's going to go to a full thermal nuclear detonation with uh, Putin and all that, right? You don't even There's know that. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, folks, it's it's not gonna happen. Eddie, I found as I approach yes, my fiftieth birthday, I liked your I liked your use of the word rational, be rational. I found that reason and gratitude have served me better in my middle ages than emotionalism, resentment, and taking offense and trying to control reality served me when I was a younger man. Yeah. <laughs> but but those are as they say that that was dearly bought knowledge and wisdom. <laughs> I, maybe you need to live long enough to kind of realize that. But uh, you're you're dealing out the horse sense today, just the the common horse sense that yeah. maybe we all need or we all need to be reintroduced to. Because you're right, everything has become a battle. If if everything, if you are not with me 100, yeah. you are 100 my enemy, um, folks. If that were a good policy, I wouldn't be part of the rocket talk. Eddie and I don't agree on everything. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean. And I had a, an experience yesterday. I was walking with the dogs, and I, I stopped to talk to a woman who had an enormous 200-pound uh, uh, South African mastiff. And um, I, I, I kind of knew he lived in the area. We had a great talk. We had a great talk. I may be taking care of that big boy down the road sometime. Um, my, my approach to taking care of that South African mastiff will be, boy, whatever you want to do is fine with me because you're 200 pounds, and there's not a damn thing I can do to stop you from anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, the saddest thing, Eddie, about the last two years, you know, America's always been a, you know, America is a nation of drama queens. But in the last two years, we have turned up that, that oh, knob yeah. to 11 on drama queenery. And it's not oh, served yes, any yeah. of us well at all. Yeah, you know, one of the things that, uh, that you know, I, I would love to go to the opera this next year. It's like one of the things I'd like to do. You know, I like going out. I love the idea. I love the fact that my dad did the upgrade, the steel and all that. I love the fact that, you know, I remember going there in the early 90s and, you know, not being able to afford anything, but just going there and just being in the theater and the backdrop and everything. And then, you know, I go and I look at it and they're like, well, you better get your tickets. If you don't get your tickets, they're going to jack them up. I'm like, uh, wait, you're going to force me to get a vaccination. You're going to force me to mask up and you want me to go ahead and pay the overcharge because uh, this this apparent uh, thing is in demand to do it. I'm like, no, no thanks. I don't need the hassle. Everything's a hassle. Right? Everyone's, you, you got you to gotta pass through me. You got to come through me. You got to deal with me. These are my rules. Like, no, I don't, I don't have to. I don't, I can take it in, you know, watch it on, you know, on video, YouTube. I can.
do whatever the heck I want, but I don't have to put up with you any longer. Period. Okay. I don't want to be feeling bad. En- enough of the guilt on masking, enough of the guilt on making people feel bad about the fact that they think that you're racist or you don't, you, you're not racist. You're not, you're not a bad person because you don't want to mask. You're not anything. You're just, you're just you. You're tired of the BS. Just that's it. That's as good as it gets. 550 500. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, love your show, Eddie. Hey, how are you doing today? What, what's going on in your world? I'm heading to Edgewood to do some shopping. I, I work for Instacart, and I love it because I get to listen to talk radio whenever I'm in the car. Um, since 1996, I've always looked for jobs where I can listen to talk radio. Okay. Um, you know what? Ways to be around positive people most of the time because I don't like being around negative people because they have too much stinking thinking. Yeah. But I'm not a politician, um, and you you are, and I think we do need a third party. Uh, not the Republican Party, not the Democratic Party, but the party party. And there's only one platform. We look for things that make us laugh. And we can't laugh anymore because the comedian's hands are tied. And I, I always think of Robin Williams and Patch Adams. Oh, yeah, I love Patch Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He made people happy and they cured themselves because they were laughing. Mm-hmm. So that, that's just something I wanted to express. Yeah, my kids wrote me, uh, my kids wrote me uh, some cards uh, for my birthday. And the, the thing that spoke most to me is like, thanks, Daddy, for making us laugh and always making jokes and talking to them about real life. I feel like my kids are like going through their life right now, not dealing with real life. Okay. Wearing masks, like, oh, the go- my, my son literally said when I picked him up from school, yay, the government's letting us, uh, uh, not making us wear masks anymore. I said, that doesn't have anything to do with you. Don't worry about it. You don't need the mask. You're good. You're just fine. You don't have anything to do. But somebody told them, somebody told them. And it's like, can you imagine growing up in a world like that where they're not able to even sort of make laugh or make light of something and laugh at something or think that they're somehow, you know, some level of criminality because they didn't do this. And the teachers are reinforcing this and, you know, in that environment. And it happens every single day. That's what they've had to live through. There's nothing funny about that. You know, what's really not funny is they can't even see each other when they actually smile. Can you imagine not being able to know when your, you know, heart is leaping because someone smiled at you or your heart is happy because you see somebody else that you made them laugh, but they made you laugh. I mean, that, that has been completely gone. In my opinion, I mean, I think uh, you're, you're spot on with that. The party that makes you laugh is uh, maybe where we need to go with this doubt. I, I'm, 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 I'm for that. I'm for anything that makes me laugh. Get no argument from me, sir. Yep. I everybody to go to their medicine cabinet and throw away all their medicine. That's for sick people. Just watch the old time comedians and you'll feel like a million bucks. Yeah, Johnny Carson's great. I watch the Johnny Carson channel all the time. You know, I laugh just when Johnny laughs, you know, which isn't as often as I'd like for him to laugh. But when he catches you on a good laugh, I was, I was sitting across from a guy at another table. Okay. He happened to just, he happened to just be talking with his kids 
and I noticed the way that he was talking to his kids and he was sort of like hanging out with them and ridiculing them a little bit about what they were going through and, and poking fun. And the kids got the, the, the humor right away. And then he broke out in laughter, not once, but twice. I literally laughed as he laughed. <laughs> and I walked over and I was done eating. And I, and I said, I just wanted to come and tell you how much I appreciated, you know, overhearing, even though I can't hear you very well, because I blast the radio in my ear all the time. Even though I can't hear very well, I just heard you laugh and it made me laugh. Mm-hmm. I made him and his family's day. Yeah, yeah. It's infectious because we're social creatures. Uh, Eddie, I would advise people, you know, we, I was saying about the old time television the other day. Um, I've been watching a couple of the old Bob Newhart routines on, uh, on, yeah. on online video. The, he's the captain in one, he's the captain of the SS uh, codfish, a submarine that's gone around the world twice for two years. I mean, just old style, just silly kind of absurdist humor, no woke garbage, no message. Just enjoy yourself. Yeah, there you go. I think that's it. Um, there you go, sir. I appreciate you calling in. Thanks for sharing. Love yourself. Good stuff. 550, 500. You know, um, I just subscribed to something, Dowd. Uh, I don't. I know we have a lot of other things prepared and all the other things, but I don't really much want to get into politics right now. I think that that's probably a good thing. Um, I don't find any of the other political talkers, especially during election year, particularly funny uh, ever. Uh, I think that that's important. So I know that she's, you know, he's driving around listening to us. And I think that that's good. Um, I just subscribed to something last night called the Criterion Collection. Are you familiar with it? I've heard. Yeah, I've heard of the Criterion okay, so, Collection. Um, and I just uh, realized uh, uh, Michelangelo Antonioni, uh, he was, you know, back in, there was this very beautiful woman, uh, uh, back in the early 60s, and I just realized that she died. <clears throat> Her name is uh, Monica Vita, and she was the main character, the protagonist, and she just died on February 2nd. And it was like, generally speaking, we would have heard about something like that, somebody who had such an impact on modern-day cinema and didn't hear a single thing. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh. I remember watching those films when I was in Washington, D.C. I would go to the net. I was by myself, by the way. I was uh, interning, and it was like, I did some very, I was really into art history and I was really into um, film and I got into film that summer. Um, Alain Delon, you know, I was watching a lot of those. You remember, I graduated from high school at a time when that art house theater started really kind of climbing up. Sundance Theater, art house, you know, uh, the Guild. I sort of grew up at the Guild, you know, over there where they had the little art house place. So I became all in, and I felt so incredibly sad that somebody, uh, that I liked so much and liked the films that I liked so much of those old films had died. And I didn't even know because we've been so preoccupied with all of the other things. And she did not die of COVID despite living in Italy. <laughs> she died. She died from Alzheimer's after like 20 years. And I was like, how sad is that? Mm, age you know, how sounds like, like all the life that people are just like, you know, missing. And, and, and yesterday, you know, I thought that as we covered that particular story where everybody had to sort of like, you know, get in this sort of brutish, you know, kind of, oh, it's your fault that uh, people are dying from COVID. And it's like, yeah, there is no laughter in that. You, know, you can't make people laugh or have fun or do any of these things that you want to do anymore because you should feel guilty for having a good time. You should feel guilty for the personal choices that you made that didn't think of every single other person in the world. Well, there's seven and a half billion people, soon to be 500 million, depending upon uh, what you, uh, you know, pray to and what you think. And, I don't know, maybe you're, uh, you know, 
you got to just relax and think that, well, you know, I'm all of 47 years old now. I'm probably not going to live another 47 years. I might as well just figure out that I, there's a lot of things I didn't get right. And a lot of things maybe I did and I'm going to enjoy my life. And that's a good thing. Right. And that's, that, that's what, that's what people need to do everywhere, no matter where you're at. Okay. And I think you should love where you live. If you don't love where you live or like what you do, then there is, there's, there, there is no happiness in your life. You, you could have any job you want right now. Literally folks, you could have any job you want. People are just clamoring. If you, if you want to go uh, work in a nursery or, you know, take care of dogs or I, I don't or anything. know anything like you could do whatever you want now. If you right? show up on time and have half a work ethic, <laughs> there's a boss or an administrator who wants you right now. <laughs> go get the job you want. Go get the job you want. Go, go do, go do the things that you want to do. Live your life that you want to live. And, and don't, don't, don't give up another day of it. Okay. And, and, and truly, I mean, that. I think it's just stop worrying about every little thing out there. This is why I came, you know, I think a lot of people are like, well, how come he's talking so much about race or, how can we start talking so much about this? How can we start talking so much about that? I'm like, well, the reason why I'm talking so much about all this kind of stuff is because, you know, at, at this point was we're, you know, sort of getting through all of this, like no one's enjoying themselves anymore. People are too worried about what they're doing. People are too worried about how whatever behavior they're doing is infecting somebody else or impacting somebody else. Like stop thinking about that because whatever you do is probably going to be wrong anyway. Like, don't, don't, don't sweat it. There you go. Maybe too much rationale reasoning for the last uh, 40 minutes, but I think uh, it's incumbent upon me to share that uh, with uh, many of you. Anything else, Dowd? Well, I was just thinking that, you know, I'm not a social person and, and I get I get revived and energetic when I'm around dogs. When I'm around people, I get drained and I want to go and walk into another room. But most people are very social. You're just making me think about people who regularly go out to dinner with friends and family, people yeah. who go to parties. I mean, how much of that has been lost just in an environment where even Hermit D. Dowd Muska, you know, if you're in an environment where people are talking and people are laughing and, and everyone's sort of getting along, how good that is for your soul and how much of that must have been lost in the last two years in this country. There's actually a commercial now that's advertising. It's interesting that you bring that up. That's saying, well, we can make your social gathering safer and better. We're going to run through all the tests so you don't have to, so that when everybody comes in, it's like, who would even do that in the first place? If those are the people you need to hang out with, uh, I'd say hang it up. Those aren't your friends. <laughs> you have to think that far. Uh, no, no no need. Uh, it's unnecessary. They ain't your friends. They ain't your family. They ain't anything. Thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in. Hour three, uh, you and me and the D-Dowd Muska. Uh, commercial free right here in the Kiva. AM 1600KIVABQ.FM. A little cream. In the sunshine of your love. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. in. The sunshine of your love. I'm with you, my love. The light shining through on you. Yes, I'm with you, my love. It's the morning and just we too I'll stay with you, darling, now I'll stay with you This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque
USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Ukraine is declaring a state of emergency and telling its citizens currently in Russia to return. Meanwhile, Moscow is evacuating its embassy in Kiev, assigned to Ukrainians who are worried about a Russian attack. As far as if this all could just be a hoax by the Russian president, Pentagon spokesman John Kirby on Wednesday said, I hope, we all hope, that we're wrong about this. But every indication we have is that he is poised to attack Ukraine again, and, uh, and this time with what could be significant uh, military force. Supreme Court justices questioned Arizona AG Mark Burnovich, who called the Biden administration's abandoning of the public charge rule unprecedented. It widened the definition of which illegal immigrants could be denied green cards. USA Radio News. Billy Gerard, we're here with Nancy B, who's a longtime user of Revive One. Nancy, tell me, how has Revive One changed your life? Well, my husband has a lot of pain in his back. And believe me, we've tried a million things. They have so many things on the counter. I've had prescriptions. I've had all kinds of things. But this really, really does relieve the pain on his shoulder and his back. And now I've got a little bursitis in my hip. And I've been using that, too. And I'm so pleased. I tell people to please try this product because it really, really works. Not available in stores or on Amazon. Get yours factory direct at painfreeland.com. That's painfreeland.com. Use coupon code SAVE20 for 20% off and free shipping. Pain relief or your money back at painfreeland.com. Or call 877-577-2289. Not available in stores or on Amazon. Painfreeland.com. Coupon code SAVE20. The active ingredient in Revive One has been shown to temporarily relieve pain associated with arthritis, muscle strains, sprains, and more. Use only as directed. The market is down amid growing Russia-Ukraine tensions. Ukraine reported another mass cyber attack Wednesday that impacted its government website. At the closing bell, the Dow losing 465 points to close at 33-132. The Republican Party announces who will be giving the official Republican response to this State of the Union address. Republicans have announced their pick to address President Biden's State of the Union address. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds will deliver the official Republican response to the address on March 1st. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, the Republican from Kentucky, said in a statement, While Washington Democrats fail working Americans, Republican governors are fighting and winning for families. Governor Kim Reynolds, brave, bold, and successful leadership for Iowans has put her right at the front of the pack. End quote. Lance Pry reporting there from the USA Radio News West Coast News Bureau. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroot. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top 10 most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. President Trump is speaking out on the Durham investigation. While Hillary Clinton and many Democrats are attempting to downplay the latest revelations from special counsel John Durham's court filings, former President Donald Trump is becoming a bigger believer in Durham's investigation, though he was angry with him just over a year ago. He worked slowly. A lot of people were really angry. He has brought out some devastating blows. And if you really look at it, if you know what this is all about, that's just a foundation. 
that's a foundation for some very, very big stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm getting to be more and more impressed with Durham. Speaking on the Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton show, the former president also was asked if he would be running again for the presidency and said, I can't answer that now, but I think you'll be very happy. From the Washington Bureau of USA Radio News, I'm John Hunt. The Canadian government began lifting a freeze on 210 bank accounts holding nearly $8 million collectively that were frozen under authorization from the nation's Emergencies Act, which was invoked to quill peaceful protest efforts against COVID-19 restrictions. As far as when Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says he will revoke the Emergencies Act. Every day uh, we uh, receive uh, information and briefings and analyze uh, whether it continues to be needed, uh, and we are looking to lift it as soon as possible. That decision will be made at the appropriate moment. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Now with orders to stay at home. You need cooling, baby, I'm not fooling. I'm going to send you back to schooling. Six in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Eric on the Rock of Talk AM 1600. KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, hour three, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. Not to mention rockoftalk.tv, the great Robert Plant, Led Zeppelin, whole lot of love. That's what this, I think that's what the, you know, what the last uh, hour amounted to essentially is like, you know, what this world needs is a whole lot more loving and uh, a lot better. Uh, at that uh, Dowd Muska. Well, I, I dare say, you know, Eddie, what the world needs now is uh, love, sweet love. There's that's the only thing that we've just too little of. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's uh, it true. I mean, uh, all politics, all masking, all you know, this and that all the time. It's just uh, a little bit too much. Uh, a lot of texts coming in there in the uh, last hour. I didn't get to any of them. So, uh, greetings, great show. The original Honeymooners is on YouTube, by the way. Did not know that. There it is. Uh, Great, honest humor. Jackie Gleason was a genius behind those episodes. Done live, very literal here, so it was part of his strategy. That's uh, from Robert. Uh, You know who is also great? Uh, Very, very funny. Uh, You just And and it's the type of humor that uh, every person gets. uh, But Charlie Chaplin wrote the music, did the directing, did the acting, literally did everything. Like, watch stuff like Gold Rush, Modern Times, just... Yep. Watch the pantomimed uh, humor and all that with the light heart. And he literally did all the conducting for all this. Stuff, so. And if I could get a plug in for Buster sure. Keaton, who was one of the greatest oh, physical comedians taste. of all time. <laughs> Just uh, the general is his longest. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Non, non, it's not a talkie. It's a uh, silent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just wa- find the general somewhere, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> you will laugh and laugh and laugh. And uh, yeah, literally he, I think. As skilled, uh, if not more, in terms of the physical comedy, than uh, Charlie Chaplin. I mean, mm. Chaplin was more cutesy, if you will. Yep. I yep. mean, Buster did stuff that I think defied uh, logic. The things that he was able to sort of, uh, you know, contrive out of his body uh, was was sort of amazing. The contortions and 
the risks. I mean, like not only that, I think in this particular case, you could call Buster Keaton his own stuntman because he was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, the great. You watch that side of the house uh, fall <laughs> over on top of him, where the where that he's was standing, where the yeah. where the window, you know, he, well, a couple inches off, or, yeah. or a wind comes up, Buster Keaton's dead, probably. Yeah. You know, I mean. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Yeah, uh, the great Stone Face. Go look him up. Uh, he's great. Uh, you can look up Stone Face or Buster Keaton. Um, not as well known, but I think uh, for those people in the know, I think is equally, if not more, appreciated. Happy birthday, Eddie! I knew you had a birthday in late February, but wasn't sure of the date. It was President's Day. You're absolutely right with your advice on diets as well as life. Live life to the fullest. Remember, God loves you, and so do we. Yes, God loves you. And for you Catholics, you were forgiven when you were baptized. I know this is hard, given uh, how. And but we're we're coming after you, priests. Just understand. Uh, Eddie, uh, what? Oh, Don Rickles. My gosh. I mean, Mr. Warmth, Mr. Warmth. Oh, God. The guy just, I mean, uh, he, he really uh, explored the depths of your ability to tolerate uh, the insults uh, like nobody else. But I think he, he sort of is the, uh, the modern day. Uh, <clears throat> so, what you, you might find to be roasting, to be in bad humor, uh, Don Rickles made a life out of, out of roasting. A one-man roast machine. That's what he and, was. And picked out every everything you can't say, you know, a person's height, a person's yeah. weight, a person's race, uh, male or female, just relentless. You, you can find it online, one of his last movie appearances in the uh, Norm Macdonald, the genius Norm Macdonald movie, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dirty Work, where he's standing there with the rotund uh, sidekick, Artie Lang, and uh, he looks over at me and just says, Artie, poor look, Artie. Look at you. You're swelling up as we speak. You know, Baskin Robbins just called. They're down to only five flavors. And he, and he puts his face up to his stomach and he says, Hello, ice cream. Having a lot of fun down there. Yeah. I think mean, just oh, relentless, relentless. Yeah, no, Don is uh, the best. There's a guy that was in Vegas for a time uh, by the name of Vinny Favorito, who would literally, wow. um, you know, go from one end of the room to the other and basically pick through the entire. It's a gift. It's a gift. Uh, you're able to hold your own and uh, know exactly how far you can push uh, on that and still get people to pay you, you know, hundreds of dollars for a ticket for you to insult them. Uh, yes, you know, yes. I don't know who can do that any longer with that in the politically correct world. Would Don Rickles be uh, rickled out of, out of, uh, off stage at this point? Oh, <laughs> can you imagine? Do you think, would Don Rickles pick on a black guy in, in a crowd? Oh. Can you imagine today what would happen to Don Rickles? He'd have no act today. Just no act. Yeah, it'd just, yeah. he'd be done. He'd be toast. I, used to, I, I taught my, um, my nephew, Eddie, the, the, then he, he turns to Norm MacDonald and he said, you got the personality of a dead moth. Why, <laughs> why don't you get a horse? Just go up into the mountains, live in a cabin, and stop bothering people. And so for a while, I had my, my little guy uh, say to people they had the personality of a dead moth. I'm sure his parents among many other things, we're not happy with me about that. <laughs> uh, see, we're getting uh, some feedback here. Let's see right now. Uh, let's see. Uh, Don Rickles had a small but great part in Casino with De Niro. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't know how great it was. Uh, certainly didn't uh, emphasize. I think he was more of a, a servant and doesn't fit his personality. I uh, mean, bigger role in Kelly's Heroes, the Clint, East, Clint Eastwood movie, um, which you, is Dad. a good, good film. Uh, Charlie Chaplin's dictator speech is chilling, not comedic. He also did classical music. Yeah, we, that's, I think we just said that, right? Uh, classical music. Yeah, I don't. I never found the one where he imitated. Uh, in fact, I don't even know if I actually watched the the whole thing. Um, in fact, that was Charlie's uh, sort of downfall is when he got a little bit particular um, political. 
Yep. Yeah, I think at that point he he was funny I, again. Modern modern times, Gold Rush, his early stuff. Uh, I like the twenties, uh, I mean, early thirties, and then you start climbing into this uh, other area with Charlie during the Depression, and he becomes he becomes woke, and you know, inevitably uh, with wokeness, you know what 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 follows with all that. So it was no longer funny. Uh, Eddie, I appreciate your positivity. Uh, P A W. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> that was on purpose. Here's a funny local business. Actually, many has uh, woodware. Glass should be in the door. I like that. Customer called it an Albuquerque door. Another wise person called it Keller door. <laughs> Good stuff. There we go. Um, let's see. Uh, Johnny Carson was the best late night host ever. His timing and routines were always amazing. He also didn't get in in the middle of anybody else's routine. Right. So if somebody was doing something, he let them finish it. So the brilliance there was to, you know, I think why Rodney Dangerfield or, you know, um, Dom DeLuise or, I, I mean, even for, you know, Burt Reynolds, who needed just only a little bit of help, uh, Norm MacDonald would be just uh, sort of in that vein as well, yep. Uh, yep. modern day, I guess, if you wanted to look at it in that way. And um, I believe that Robin Williams, I think, perfected it, understood what Johnny did, and then know, knew that... He wouldn't try to probe, get to a soft point, ask him something personal, and he'd just sort of let him, you know, rifle off a routine. He'd come out and do two, three minutes, then come sit down with him. And then the two to three minutes was the warm-up. He'd ask a couple of questions, and then it was like 10 to 12 minutes of him going off, just, yeah, you know, yeah. and Johnny cracking up with the rest of America. Right. I think that was kind of what you got with, with that. That's a, that's about the formula. If that's a rare skill though, for somebody to be in an MC mode and know when to dial it back on and let, yeah. let, let somebody with masks. And I'm thinking of like when Dana Carvey would do impressions or like you said, Robin Williams. Oh, brilliant. And, yeah. 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 Dana Carvey was brilliant. Uh, there's no doubt about it. In fact, he became, I think better because of Carson, never because of SNL. I think that's what brought people to Saturday night live. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is Johnny Carson uh, allowing that to go. What you're saying. Uh, and then there's nothing better in terms of political commonsensical humor than George Carlin. I just wish we could clean that up. I'd, the bleeps would be too much. You know, yes, just, yes. <laughs> in fact, the late George Carlin was 10 times better than the early George Carlin. Oh, I think so. Yeah. If you watch George Carlin, you pick up the George Carlin stuff, like it's nonstop. You can't, you can't shut it off. It's, it's that good. I, I uh, am literally in a Friday piece on rockoftalk.chat. I will be quoting George Carlin in, in mm, my Friday piece. I mean, uh, yes, yes. With no, no vulgarity though. <laughs> uh, rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. Uh, what you're saying about your body image and attitude is exactly related to our suicide rate in New Mexico. Excellent observations. I think, uh, appreciate that. Uh, maybe, maybe today's a little bit of a mental health check for people. You think? Yeah. You think that's what we're, we're getting people uh, going? Sounds like it's working. Uh, oh, my, uh, what a good show. We need happiness. Uh, there you go. I just, you know, I thought we'd go into the church, but boy, the church is a deep, dark place. Uh, old like it this way. They're afraid they are going to become criminals and they don't want to be held accountable. That is true. Yeah. They don't want to be held accountable. So all the politicians, right? So they don't hold each other accountable. So then, you know, that's one of the reasons they're, oh, we understand. We know how hard it is to be elected a politician in the state of New Mexico. Oh, it's so difficult. Uh, Stuart Smalley. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> funny stuff. Stuart, uh, Stuart Smalley with, with Michael Jordan, the, the best ever. I'm sure there are days, Michael, 
when you're playing basketball and you're saying, I'm not very good at basketball. All the other players are better than I am. I'm sure you feel that way a lot. No, Stuart, I, I really don't. <laughs> so sick of government scum, Eddie. Term limits for all. Governors, mayors, four years, president, eight years. But uh, never happened because it would bring honesty and accountability. Forget to add the Congress, Senate, no more than eight years. Um, Senate, two terms. Anything wrong with having two terms for Senate, um, four terms for Congress? I think that's about right. And max 20 years for a generation if you serve federally, you know. Uh, I will say, I know there's a lot of fans of term limits. Those of us who are, you know, people who've been in the business for three decades, uh, we have an interesting spin on this. Uh, You know, a lot of people say term limits, there there are term limits that are called elections. Uh, We think term limits for staff members because they're, more of the swamp worse. Than, yeah. than, than the politicians. Um, you know, every so often an incumbent politician, even in New Mexico, gets knocked off. You know, they lose a race. Uh, the staff members who live there forever, and of course the iron triangle in, in the legislative uh, uh, world of the staff, the regulators, uh, and uh, and the, the, the industry itself, there's that, you keep making that transition between the triangle getting, you know, climbing up in your, your power uh, career, making more and more money. I think it would be more effective at, with term limits for staffers and uh, restricting them from working for industry, restri- restricting them from working for, for lobbyists. That would mm-hmm. mean we'd have uh, a lot more honest, I think, and uh, altruistic people uh, serving in those day-to-day jobs. Well, we've seen some of those people serve there 30, 40, 50 years, and they have all the deep, dark secrets that are there. Oh, they use yeah. Them. And they can be bought and sold, and they know how to uh, trade that stuff. 550, 5,500 right here in the Kiva. Call you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hi, Eddie. This is uh, Jim Calling. Hey, Jim Calling. How are you? That's a great last name. That's, I need a yeah. I need a last name like that, Jim Calling. <laughs> I uh, I discovered your, your radio station about a year ago, and I'm really enjoying it. And the only reason I ever, ever go back to KOB, if I have to, is just you know, to listen to Levin. You know, yeah, Mark he's Levin. not bad. Uh, I made a comment earlier today I wanted to re- re- refer to. Uh, I was like you many times going to the Gill back in the 70s and uh, watching films from Antonioni like uh, La Ventura, Red Desert. Yeah, La Ventura. Films, that's and, the first of the trilogy that's there. Yeah, that's yeah. a great, uh, great movie. Yeah. Just want to tell you something funny. I told my wife before I married her, I said, if Monica Vitti ever comes to my door, I got to go. <laughs> I understand that. She went out of her head and we got married. <laughs> There you go. I'm a, a man who accre- appreciates good, uh, good film. Um, yeah. You know, one of the things. Good talking was, to you, and I, I enjoy your program. That's how I got into uh, Lane DeLon was because of that. Was uh, and he's of course the star of a very uh, a film noir. You like film noir, don't you? I do. Uh, I do. Yeah, you're a film noir. You you definitely are a film noir guy. Um, but there's a one of the great uh, La Piscine, which is uh, it, it's a little bit more erotic, if you will, but uh, you know, risque for back in the day. But the, the film that you actually want to watch is La Summer. And always recommend it to everybody, and everybody seems to absolutely love it. So there you go. Um, don't get into the Fellini stuff. It's uh, a little weird for me. I'm not, you know, a lot of people, oh, Fellini. I'm like, have you actually seen Federico Fellini? You know, probably not. The chances of that you've seen it are pretty much uh, slim to none. Um, first off, you don't have three hours to watch a movie. And if you did, you're probably not going to sit there and watch what the hell is happening here. <laughs> Um, uh, I would probably say the same thing 
to a degree for, uh, you know, we always go David Lynch, you know, Mulholland Drive. Like, you got to get yourself to that point. You can't just, oh, I saw Mulholland Drive and loved it. Okay, well, really, what did you love about it? You probably had to watch it five times before you even decided what you thought happened in the movie. Uh, tomorrow, by the way, Eddie, is um, the day uh, recognized as the day Agent Cooper rolled into the town oh. of Twin Peaks for the first time, February 24th. So tomorrow is celebrated by Lynch fans as Twin Peaks Day. Angelo Baldama- Baldamonte, is that yes. the, the, the Pink Room. My, that's, the, the, that's my theme song, The Pink Room. Oh, it's very good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, in fact, I'll uh, play it so we know. Uh, um, yeah, we'll play that right now so you can hear it. Um, but, you know, you're immediately familiar with all of this music. Um, uh, David Lynch, great. Yes, uh, yes. You know, the one film I actually haven't seen is Racerhead. Me too. That's the only one of his I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah so I'm, yep. I got to find out, like, where I might be able to go ahead and and watch that or how to watch that. Because I've always heard that it's very disturbing. I'm like, where would I pick that up? And, and <laughs> when I was growing up with VHS tapes and stuff, like, nobody had a Racerhead. And then... If you brought that home, someone would think you were strange. Or, you know, if you rented it, it was always the one person who had it out for probably a week anyway. But here you go. Here's here's the pink room. Very moody. Then, of course, there is, uh, you know, Blue Velvet, you know, the, that uh, those types of movies. But. That's a, that's a whole other, you know, genre. Uh, certainly not in the, the fun times, unless you find uh, Dennis Hopper screaming mad, driving at, uh, I don't know, 130 miles an hour while you're... On Sucking a, on nitrous uh, oxide. On a, pure, on a pure freakout funny. Uh, yeah, you're just, just, just not going to get there. Um, let's see. 550, 50, 500. More texts that have come in. Uh, let's see. That would... I hope, I hope that's it. I just want to make sure I got to everybody. Archie Bunker is the best. A lot of people like the in-your-face humor. You know, <clears throat> Red Skeleton. Yeah, people love that. Buck Henry in The Graduate might have written some of the Stuart Smalley. I uh, had the cassette. That is funny. Um, and uh, I, I will tell you, The Graduate, if you haven't watched that, I believe on AFI it's like a top one, top 10 film. Definitely top 100, but I think it's top uh, 10 film. Would you like me to seduce you? Oh, this is Robinson. You know, cuckoo-cuckoo, there it is. Uh, you got to watch that, uh, Futurist plastics, you know, all that stuff. That's all that. <laughs> what were what were those four years of hard work for? Search me. <laughs> I felt that way after I got my degree. Yeah. Uh, by the way, he's funnier in that uh, chasing around the love of his life, daughter of Mrs. Robinson, uh, than he ever was in Tootsie. Uh, Tootsie is, uh, in my opinion, sort of an offensive movie. I didn't. I I don't know why. What? How did people get into Tootsie? Hmm. You know, the, the Mrs. Doubtfire of the uh, 1980s. Just, would, would Tootsie be considered in our in our trans world now? Would it be considered offensive? I I think it would be. I have to go back and think, but I remember going to go watch Tootsie, and then, of course, oh, no, Mrs., you know, Mrs. Doubtfire. Would Mrs. Doubtfire be considered offensive? Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it had to be, right? Like, how come, you know, who's going to ban that? Anyway. Uh, let's not leave out Groucho Marx. I've never seen a single Groucho Marx in my life. If I did, it's like a, a 10 second, 15 second speech or, or something, whatever piece. I, have you watched any Groucho Marx? I've seen many of the Marx Brothers movies. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very good. <laughs> they're okay, very I haven't good. seen any of them. I got to watch maybe. I was a, totally, out of my, totally out of my clubhouse. I'm uh, Three Stooges, Little Rascals. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you play the little rascals too. and uh, Spanky and Alfalfa and the whole the gang. Buckwheat, obviously, very offensive. You know, you know, in every way, shape, and form, right? Um, Ote. Ote, yeah, and even. <laughs> But Eddie Murphy made that funny. I mean, you became familiar with Buckwheat because, remember, they shot Buckwheat. They shot Buckwheat. That's right. Who killed Buckwheat? (laughs) Yeah, it was like the whole thing was mocking the assassination of Ronald Reagan. It's like, who killed Buckwheat? That's right. Like, if you made that today, so like, you were making fun of Reagan's assassination attempt. (laughs) How come nobody had a problem with that back then? Like, we were were a funnier group of people. We were. Uh, Happy day. I never found Happy Days even the remotely interesting. Dow, do you? Yeah, you know that really? was not the fifties. I would say, you know, I mean, no. I, I, yeah, it seemed a little too plastic vanilla for me. The fifties. No. I like a little more edge in my content. You know. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine Happy Days was ever any good. Happy Days, I'm native. The one I like sticks is saying, "I'm going to play those drums till Indians show up on Happy Days." The Fonz, I guess maybe he maybe maybe he got a could left. Richie Cunningham probably never. Heineken F, that's Paps Blue Ribbon. Okay, more stuff uh, coming in. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie. I was just calling uh, about Eraserhead. I uh, went to UNM uh, oh, for media arts. Uh, okay, you went to, you and, saw that in the sub, I bet, right? Well, no, I actually saw it in a film class. Uh, okay. But I'll tell you, I've never been more uh, mentally out of sorts after watching that film. <laughs> There you go. I uh, I was riding my bike afterwards to Copper Lounge for Taco Tuesday, <laughs> and I almost considered just veering my bike into the into the bus lane. So proceed with caution. Okay. Wow. There we go. You have been warned, uh, Eddie and Dowd, uh, <laughs> wow. with the, uh, David Lynch's Eraserhead. Okay. Any any other commentary? Any? What was your big takeaway from the uh, the film appreciation class over? And what 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 number was that? Is like a big because we we've got to have a pretty decent film school. I know we had a good photog school for a while. The art history wasn't bad. I know because I had that. But uh, the film school's got to be pretty decent over at UNM. I'd imagine, right? You know, it, this was about. Mm, 2005. Close enough. Um, and at that time, it was just really um, film theory. I think the production uh, has has gone up quite a bit as far as learning how to shoot film and get mm-hmm. in the industry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what, what's your favorite film since uh, you have an appreciation for film? One that you would recommend? Not Eraserhead, obviously. Uh, Big Lebowski, all day. <laughs> Oh, Lebowski. There it is. White Russians. There we go. So I've watched that exactly one time. And uh, the one time I did watch it, it was, uh, you know, a drinking game. So there you go. I think everyone's at some point in their life has done the Lebowski drinking game. Is that, oh, is that yeah. correct? Yeah. So, anyway. That, that rug really brings the room together. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the Coen Brothers, anything Coen Brothers, I, I think is pretty good. You know, uh, I can't think of anything that's not, you know, sticking out in my head. 550, 50, 500. Anyway, Dowd, uh, we digress uh, hard on uh, pop culture in a much different way and, and certainly a comedic light. Um, black humor, and I don't mean the kind of black humor where you have black comedians and, uh, you know, uh, D.H. Ugly and stuff like that. I'm talking about actually, you know, dark humor, um, which was a whole genre of comedy for a very long time, like just telling bad jokes. Oh, sure. Uh, I think that was, uh, I think that art is totally lost. I think you can't even say black humor, period. 
Oh no 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 no. No, that's uh, certainly uh, certainly gone. Do you have to capitalize the B? No, that, that's a different thing. From that's a different America. thing. Yeah, yeah, that would be a very different thing. Or oh, put something in quotations, uh, oftentimes. So, you know, I noticed that uh, the 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 content. Um, so I happen to be watching. <clears throat> I know my parents are probably listening, but I happen to like you know go and watch some. Try to pay attention to what they're 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 watching on TV, and I have a. I have a very, very bad, um, I don't know how to watch TV. I don't know how <laughs> else to say that. Like, you can't get me to watch TV. For whatever reason, I am just totally picking it apart. The moment I'm in there, I'm not the person you want next to you watching TV. So I don't know what they're watching, but it had something to do with the FBI. And, you know, it's, it was like a poor version of CSI. In my opinion. Oh, yes. Yeah. So it's FBI, something or other. And, and I'm watching it. And I'm like, well, we've got we've covered all the races here. Uh, we've got the setups, and you know the the woman's taking the extra long look at something to make sure that the viewer is taking the extra long look at the very clue that you're all going to get clued in. That's going to get tipped off. It was like, oh my god, you can see this coming from a mile away. It's like, oh, we all get left to, to the formula. Well, that's not what interested me about this whole thing. It was the commercials because I'm like, I haven't seen commercials in I don't know how long. So of course, there's your uh, you know you usher in the Geico and. And there was another commercial promoting something. And I know there was a Black Lives Matter commercial honoring uh, whatever. And then all of a sudden, there was a commercial with a woman in her underwear, in her panties. Yeah. She was completely in her panties. And then you got to look it directly into her crotch. As she was taking a razor to tell you how close she's shaving, and then she demonstrates to you just how close that shave is. Folks, that, wait, whoa, wait, stop. You were focused. They're selling, whatever razor this is, you didn't care what razor it was because you have no idea because you weren't paying attention to anything other than the fact that this woman was using a razor. And I'm like, what is going on? And I said, I said, mom, are you looking at this? Are you seeing what's passing for television? Like, this is a commercial where, and I know some of you, somebody out there has had to have seen this. Okay. I'm like, look, see if you can pull up the latest uh, Razor commercials, Dow. There's got to be uh, some sort of, like, catalog or something that tells us of the most recent ad buys by Razor companies, and they bought this Razor, or they, they bought this ad during this time, or something like that, right? And I looked at it, and I'm not even kidding. The woman's Komasayama, visible, top to bottom, with the you know panty line, the whole entire bit. I'm like, my gosh, I'm Gillette. Was this a Gillette commercial? Probably. Okay. Probably isn't Gillette like a an Icelandic uh, Norwegian company? Uh, I'm, I'm just reading uh, the 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 line was finally a word I can't say here. And skin is getting the attention it deserves. Something like uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on yeah. to it. Yeah, it's you're a on. Fifteen to it. second commercial for Gillette. No, I, I think it went longer. It felt okay. it felt like a lifetime. Dowd, the longest thirty <laughs> seconds. I was like, what is going on here? It's like uh, uh, Gillette's Venus for Ooh, women razor. That must be it. I guess uh, this I didn't was, pick uh, up on any of that. Aired on the ears Good shut off. America. The ears shut off. You know, everything is uh, just vision. And you're like, what is? You know, there it is. Wow. According to someone, it speaks to women's truth, this commercial. Oh, finally. Yes. Uh, finally, a commercial that is speaking to women's. So I've got to ask, 
right? Immediately, the first thing that comes to mind is I, yeah, you want just watch the commercial, right? You're like, that is as close to cutting it as you could. You remember the the tab commercials, all this kind of like like the woman was diving into the the pool, right? In a in a uh, not even a, a two piece, like just a, a normal bathing suit. Is like, whoa, you can't show a woman diving into a pool, drinking a tab, looking good. You know, like that was like a big deal. No, no, no. Women are just whipping out the the razor and cutting as close as they can, and the cut shot isn't even of her face. It's like straight to the uh, comosium. I'm like, wow. Okay, we can put anything on on uh, on. You know, forget Sipowitz dropping the S bomb after right. 9 p.m. or any of the other stuff. Like, like they, they're cutting to 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 new heights, if you will, in uh, in the advertising arena. I mean, mainly, all, uh, mainly though, ladies? it's just too much. The visual of the woman shaving, yes. the explicit explicit use of the word uh, that begins with P, and I'll yes, follow it up by hair. Pubic close, hair. That's exactly it. The close she up of the, the woman's words, crotch. She literally, as she's shaving, she's literally <sighs> saying pubic hair. <clears throat> if they can say that on there, I can say this on here. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty exactly. old. Like she's dragging the razor as she's saying it really gets all of the pubic. I'm like, what? <laughs> Don't be watching that with the young ones, ladies and gentlemen. Holy cow! Go back to advertising. You know, um, male. Uh, what what is it called? Where they can't. You know, the depends. You know, go back to that. Uh, yes, yes. Like yes. seriously, after that, I was like, I'm not going to watch FBI. I'm not going to watch any of this. I have no interest in. You know, if you get, isn't there better ways to advertise that kind of stuff? You know. Wow. Seriously. Well, it's funny, Eddie. You mentioned. It kind of uh, gives away the secrets too. FBI, I believe that is Dick Wolf's, you know, Dick Wolf created the Law and Order franchise. He's okay. worth $40 billion. Um, and I've pretty much seen every Law and Order back in the day when it was oh, woke. Okay. Um, so he went over to CBS and he started this FBI franchise where I think it's FBI and FBI's most wanted and FBI withdrawn. And so I thought, I don't know, maybe a year, maybe more ago, um, I, I don't watch television anymore. I thought, well, I wonder what what Dick Wolf's doing over for CBS. I started watching the Marshall Service one, the, the FBI's most wanted. Every episode, I watched three or four episodes, all three or four of them, Eddie. One of them was immigration, pe keeping people in cages, uh, abuse against trans people, uh, young men uh, basically attacking uh, MGTOW and calling MGTOW incels, you know, misogyny, uh, women are being targeted by the incels. And I just said, I'm out, I'm out. I, 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 Every time I dip my toe back into, you know, contemporary television, I just see it for what it is, Eddie. It's just message garbage, and I don't want any part of it. Well, here's the thing. I think, and I kind of wanted to go in this direction anyway, is one of the one of the most amazing things is happening right now in media. A, people are moving away from corporate media. Okay, so it's becoming more localized, and you guys see, like, podcasting as a way to do that. No, trust me. Podcasting is not local. So don't get any funny ideas of some dude out down in his basement giving uh, some idea of of, uh, of, of anything as uh, local. Okay. B, people are moving away from television because they know television has been concocted, contrived. They know it's not live. They know it's on a delay. Like nobody feels as if anything's live anymore. So there's this real hunger and thirst. And, you know, back in the day, they used to have, you know, the 1940s and 50s when television first came out, like Ronnie Reagan was there with James Dean actually doing live television yep. across the country broadcasting at all at one time. And people were 
consuming it at the very same time that people were into uh, were doing. Now, and then you had the live shows like, um, what is it? That's incredible. That was live. People would watch that. So, you know, uh, whatever, uh, Frank Gifford and uh, Fran Tarkington. And uh, what, what was the blondes? Uh, what was her oh, name? Uh, oh, God. Kathy Lee Crosby. Kathy, that's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Kathy yeah. Crosby. They all come out and you're like, we're watching That's Incredible. Okay. And it was live. And then you'd watch, uh, I believe, uh, the last like live show, one of the last live shows is, uh, um, what's the one where they have the, uh, the fall, not the follies, but the commercials that they run and America's funniest home videos. Home videos. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Home videos. So, and real most, people too. Don't forget. Yeah, real yeah. people. So, like, people are laughing and we have so-and-so from, you know, Waukesha, Wisconsin <laughs> or whatever, you know, like, Oh, they're clapping. It's like, Oh my gosh, anybody could be on TV. And then, then that was it. That's kind of where it all ended. Then it was just nothing but live sports stuff. Well, back in the 70s, they started getting hit because all this was pre-production stuff. People would be sort of looking at it as like, well, they recorded that yesterday. And they always used to tell you, well, this is filmed before a live studio audience. You know, cheers, filmed before a live studio audience. Like they would tell the whole thing that it was like, when's the last time you saw anything that's filmed before a live studio audience that that's actually on mainstream TV? Zero. There's been nothing like in the last 20 years that's filmed before a live studio audience, even the stuff that is, um, who wants to be a millionaire? You know, they, they've got commitment, Jeopardy, you know, all these commitments, right? They're filmed way ahead of time, yep. pre-produced, right? So there's no live. So here's what's happening is people have responded and they realize that there's this sort of, you know, deadening of time because of a lack of truth and they're moving to radio folks, not podcasting, not uh, alternative television, not not anything else. They're literally just going to radio because they realize that radio is live. It's there. It's here. And people can literally pick up the phone and talk to it or people can interact with it and people can interface with it. And people are getting like real emotions, real contact at that time. The numbers are crazy on inside radio. Radio is coming back and not by a little bit, by, by a lot. And people want live content and they want to interface and interact with it because people are missing what? Connection. Connection in their own life, too much separation. People are tired of, what do they call it? Binging, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you already saw it. Oh, you haven't seen it. Oh, we're going to watch. Like, what is the big events that happen? I think people are like watching the new release of Yellowstone. It's probably you know, a film like four or five months ago, but you're all going to watch it and wait for the new season to come in. And I can't wait until something's going to happen. Like that stuff is not happening anymore. So now people are turning to radio for event driven stuff. That is what happened today in politics. We're reacting. You hear the latest and where are they going to find it? Only on radio. It is the best medium almost once again, folks. And it is getting there and growing by leaps and bounds. You was about saturation was about night. Remember uh, video killed the radio star. We were going to have any, no radio. Everything went podcast, digital, but it's like I literally created all these other radio stations. Guess where they're all appearing? All over the internet. I showed somebody a C-Crane radio today. It's the Wi-Fi radio, 25,000 uh, 25, radio stations. Like boom, 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 boom. All of Eddie's radio stations at ABQFM are suddenly popping up all over the place. And guess what is happening with the local, local DJs, the local guys that are here, right? that are doing pre-programmed stuff and well on this day and don't you know, and then uh, didn't this happen? And uh, well, maybe you don't know there's a concert coming up and here's this, it's like no. filler, 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 filler. They're speech restricted too. 
not just speech restricted, content restricted. Yeah. They're content restricted into what they can and can't cover, what they say, what they can't say. That is disconnecting and redirecting people into these contrived political correctness places that people feel like it's no longer real. So what are people rewarding? They're rewarding authenticity, being real, being direct, being straight. That's where people are gravitating towards. And then people are getting on with their own lives and like, you know what? Uh, where'd you hear that? I don't remember, but I heard it and it was live. And maybe I heard it on Kiva. Maybe I heard it someplace. But people are reacting now. And that's a very, very good thing. And, and even if you are, quote unquote, local, maybe you're a local guy broadcasting locally. But if your content is controlled out of Nashville or New York or oh, Los yeah, Angeles, how, how local are you? I mean, yeah, that's the uh, that's the big part. You know, I heart out of New York or, you know, you got uh, Cumulus out of Atlanta. And remember, they're playing literally all the. A change is going to come all the way across. And you can't say that. And you cannot be anti-COVID. You can't be anti-vax. I'm like, uh, what do you think is thriving right now? Why do you think Real America's Voice is thriving? Why do you think that all of these uh, people who are creating their own channels, creating their own news stations are thriving? That's why. That's what's real. That's what works. And, folks, you've uh, got to be on radio. That's uh, where it counts. People are paying more and more attention. In fact, uh, the numbers, uh, once again, on our monthlies uh, still really look good. We appreciate uh, you and your attention, and especially those people who are uh, directly logging in at www.rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. Down to uh, top five for last night. Yeah, wrapping things up, folks. Uh, this is available, of course, rockoftalk.chat subscribers only. We dropped that paywall, what, almost two months ago now. And, uh, of course, we appreciate the folks who do pony up the 19.6 cents a day. Uh, far less than a latte at, at, uh, at Starbucks. Uh, number one was interesting, Eddie. People really wanted to click on this, although it was Las Cruces, not Albuquerque. Most city facilities observe indoor mask removal mandate, most, but not all, in Las Cruces. Uh, masks are still required. You still have to sit six feet apart at the city council. Masks are still required on all transit services. Uh, it's very interesting. Uh, and the international airport, uh, public transportation services and public transit facilities uh, will be required uh, to observe the federal man mask mandate, of course, because public transit facilities get so much federal money. So uh, we're not truly free, are we? Uh, number two, most clicked, uh, Source New Mexico, our left wing friends over at Source New Mexico. They are delighted that the LGBTQTI ampersand plus at symbol panic defense is going to be banned in New Mexico. You will not be able to use the panic defense, the queer panic defense, a strategy that asks a jury to find that a victim is to blame uh, for a defendant's violent reaction, including murder, according to our, our left-wingers. So Eddie and I will probably talk about that later in the week, the uh, the queer defense. Uh, the queer, fascinating. Okay. Uh, we'll probably get to this tomorrow. Fascinating article from our friends over in Britain looking at the two black Americas as we celebrate Black History Month. Why is it that black Americans, black immigrants, do so much better than black folks born in America. If uh, white supremacy uh -huh. is the law of the land and we hate all black people, why do black immigrants do so much better? Kind of an inconvenient, uh, mm. very inconvenient question. Uh, fourth uh, most clicked item was coal making its way back as an energy resource. We wrote about that. We told you about this months ago to our subscribers at rockoftalk.chat. And number five really warmed the cockles of my heart. I, I, I'd I love to see a turnaround in rural New Mexico, what are Eddie. cockles of anyone's I, I, I never found the cockles in there somewhere. Uh, Glen Rio, which has basically no population, little tiny ghost town in New Mexico, 
The new owners are going to use an old complex. They're tearing it apart. They're going to build a coffee shop, gift shop, RV park, maybe even a motel. Anytime we see economic development in rural New Mexico, I say congrats, folks. Uh, sort of like uh, the shell, by the way. The term warms the cockles of one's heart dates back to the 1600s. You'll listen to the name 1600 KIVA, shameless plug. A time when scientific texts were often written in Latin. Latin term cochle, cordis, means ventricles of the heart. And most probably the word cochle was corrupted as cockles. So there you go, Dowd, a little hey, ancient reference there. So. And what's a cockle? We, we found out today. We found out, <laughs> we found out and, and that and so much more. Stay happy. Can you have an individual cockle? Uh, Two cockles? Three cockles? Can you have them? Is it plural? <laughs> what's a gaggle of cockles that's supposed to be? Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. See you tomorrow, bright and early, 4 p.m. here in the Kiva. I heard you on the wireless back in 52. Lying awake intently tuning in on you. If I was young, it didn't stop you coming through. Thank you.